Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, let's go, stinking genius. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Yes. We come to you live every single Sunday yes. night into a Monday morning from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We like to say we kick off the week. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate Oof. quote. Uh, let's get into what really matters here, Arnie. Yes, what's that? We, we've got we to start focusing on what matters here. We are in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> the president contracted COVID-19 on Friday, Thursday night into Friday. Kudos to Shams for breaking it. Arnie, it's time to shut it down, all yeah. right? It's, it, sports is not what's important here. What's important is focusing on everyone's health, making sure you mask up, test, make sure you stay home and don't go out. I mean, it, it, Arnie, it's time to shut it down. If, I, if it, Oklahoma it, was 3-0, and would it be time to shut it down? No, Arnie. It would be uh, it would be time to party and celebrate. <laughs> sports are so stupid, man. Ah. Let me tell you something. Uh, sports hey, are just welcome so to stupid. the world of losers like the rest of us, huh? Yeah, I know. Did you realize? Here's two stats, just real quick. And by the way, yeah. Bo Benson is in tonight. Uh, I don't know what Lee Lapp's excuse is, but uh, did you just give him the night off, Arnie? Is that I what gave it is? him the night off. So Bo's, a, or at least he tells me he's a, he's a Sooner fan. He might have done that to placate me a couple weeks right. ago when we did an overnight show together. Um, and, of course, Bo on the wheels of steel, Steve DeSego on updates. But I, I think Bo is a tried-and-true Oklahoma Sooner fan. So he's probably heard these, these notes that I'm going to throw at you that are just stupid. Oklahoma had won 40 straight games after a loss, 40 straight regular season games after a loss. They hadn't Oof. lost back-to-back games since 1999. They hadn't lost in Ames, Iowa since 1960, like 10 days after President Kennedy was elected president. 
So, yeah, I mean, it's just dumb. It's just sports are dumb. Let's talk about what matters. Let's talk about our life. Aren't you reading good books lately? How's your yes. dog? How's well, Stanley? You, you guys had a tough weekend. My Browns won. My Bills won. So I'm, I'm feeling good. So <laughs> Your Dolphins? How did they do, though? You know, all, I got to say something. Go Every ahead. team we root for on this show lost. Oklahoma, the Raiders, the Cowboys, the Lakers, the Giants, the Dolphins. I, uh, we should put a parlay together. We'd be rich by now. So it's kind of funny, though, because you lay out how great your sports weekend was. <laughs> Mine could not have been more miserable. Oh, horrible. Uh, because Lakers lose tonight. Uh, the Raiders lose, and uh, you send me a note right before we hit the air where now they're laying out that because John Gruden just can't keep his mask on, and it's a challenge, yeah. right? I mean, it's tough if you have to wear it nonstop. It's it's hard. But still, uh, they could lose draft picks because of that coming off the You guys the game. should lose first-round draft picks. Right. Tough picks. To well, you know what? If we get to what matters here, Arnie, you're right. It's time to focus <laughs> on this pandemic. Oh, gosh. And then Oklahoma and what they've done. It's just, I, you know what? I'm just over this weekend, but I was very happy. Last night, it was, I, was, I was kind of reassured because I was listening when we got in the car. We drove after the game from Ames to Norman. We drove, and, and by the way, for those who don't know, that's a lot of flat land. That's a lot of areas where you want to make sure there ain't no deer jumping in front of your car and you're, uh, you're sitting on the side of the road. So I listened to you and Aaron, and I was so happy that you didn't go with the I wonder if Chris will show up tomorrow oh, night. I, it it I, warmed I, my soul, to be honest with you, and it put me in a better place. I, was gonna, you know, I wasn't going to have people text you. I figure you were pretty much on the edge there I, after that. You know, it, it, that, that was horrible, but I had a feeling they were going to lose anyway. I had it locked in anyway. Well, I, I won't lie to you. If you and well, I think we had this conversation. If you were to sit me down and say before the season, and we did this, we did this on, on TV shows and my job here in Oklahoma, hey, what's the biggest challenge? Well, you got to go to Ames, Iowa. And I thought Iowa State was going to be pretty good. And then they lost to Louisiana and everyone right. forgot about them. And then they went and they beat Oklahoma on Saturday night whenever Oklahoma had the game in control and let some dude rip off a 60-yard kick return <laughs> when they had momentum going their way. But listen. Hey, can you, can you do me one favor? Go ahead. One favor. I'm, I want to take next uh, Sunday off. So if we could just spend 10 minutes talking about how they lost to Texas also. <laughs> just oh, go ahead. Could, and then you could just play that back next Sunday. So, so I'll just go, fun. wow, Chris, I can't believe they're 1-3. You lost by three touchdowns to Texas, but we saw that coming. Right. And then you could say a few things, you know? You, you know what will happen is yeah. they'll end up having some virtuoso performance next Saturday, which <laughs> that that's what leads everyone to say, well, where the hell has that been the last two yeah. weeks? But, yeah, let's go ahead and tape that segment in our last segment. Yeah, just replay uh, that one, would you? gosh, what a. <laughs> what a weekend. But as as we do come to you live tonight from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, the main focus of this show on Sunday nights is typically to recap a week in the NFL. And, of course, week three is about to come to a wrap after that absolute time that Carson Wentz just threw. I mean, if it's going to motivate Carson Wentz to bring in Jalen Hurts and have him drop a snap, do it more often. But it's 25-14 Philly in control with 542 to go in the game. I, I mean, they they obviously just added another score. So we'll get to that coming up here in just a bit. And we'll get to everything from the, the COVID concerns. Now we're talking about some coaches wanting a bubble for the NFL. We've got two Monday night football games tomorrow night. Mm. We had, uh, I, I don't know what to make of some of the games today. We're going to get Bobo in here and find out what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys. But with all of that said, Arnie, 
We have to lead tonight, not with the Golden Tate brawl yeah. with Jalen wow. Ramsey, which was wow. awesome, um, but we have to start with the NBA Finals in Game 3 because after Game 2, I kind of thought the Heat might pack it in. And I know that's wrong of me, and I know I shouldn't think that way, but Miami rallied behind Jimmy Butler tonight, knocked off the Lakers. That series is now two games to one. But I don't know if that's what anyone is going to be talking about uh, throughout the uh, Fox Sports Radio vast empire and, of course, on TV shows because LeBron made the mistake of leaving the court early. And anytime LeBron James breathes the wrong way, it becomes a major story. Does this end up overshadowing everything that happened on the court over the next 24 to 48 hours in the NBA news cycle? Yes, it is. And, and maybe that's good for the Lakers. Just a couple, <laughs> I, I, well, just a couple I things right. on this. First of all, yeah, go ahead. Sh- shame on the Lakers. Um, I don't care how many you let Jimmy Butler go off and score. You don't lose to a team like this that's down a couple of guys. So you have to go ahead and say, we have a chance to put our foot on their jugular. Let's go after it. Um, why don't you just roll out the carpet for Jimmy Butler? Did they ever knock him around? I mean, Mike goodness they made it so easy on him every time i i mean hit him a little bit you're playing in the nba finals do something for crying out loud don't just say well it's not our day as for lebron leaving early correct me if i'm wrong chris the game was over and um miami was holding on to the ball for instead of shooting it Everybody thought the game was going to be over, but the 24-second clock stopped it with, a, what, a couple seconds left? Is is that what happened, or like a second left? And Ten I, and seconds left. Ten seconds left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And LeBron started walking into the locker room then. Correct. That's that's what the different reports I, – I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't sitting there watching the game with the Zapruder film tape on that, but you noticed it, and you saw it on the shot, but I wasn't like, oh, check the time, check the clock, let's mark this down. But, yeah, 10 seconds left according to the different reports – uh, as he headed to the locker room, leaving the Lakers shorthanded uh, in the final few minutes, essentially. Well, I he mean, was obviously frustrated because he played like garbage. Uh, I mean, he had two traveling calls. He had a couple of turnovers. Um, he was crying about when he picked up his second foul. Uh, he, he, just, he, he didn't play Uh-oh. well, yes. Uh-oh. Where's your Knicks? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be honest here with my Lakers. Oh, no, my let, goodness. No, let's be honest. There was a lot of bad calls that game. I'm sorry, dude. There, there was it, You would go down one side, the Lakers would do something – they get hacked and nothing was called. Then the other side, you looked at Jimmy Butler. He was, you know, you got called for the foul. It was a lot of bad calls. I can say it because I ain't a Laker. I, you know, <laughs> they say it, they get fined. I'm not. Right. I'm saying it on behalf of the Lakers. And well, on the, behalf it, of Laker fans, I need Danny Green to sit his ass down somewhere yeah. or go back to middle school and learn to shoot again because I don't know what this is. Well, Bobo, I, first of all, he did go to the line a lot. 14 isn't a, a, a you know, obscene or anything like that. He he was hot, and you do want to knock him around a little bit. He had five turnovers, Jimmy Butler, but, I, you know, bad calls or not, you can't lose to a team uh, you're right. that's down two guys like that. That's ridiculous. No, 100%. You know? And we, yeah. at one point in time, we missed, what, seven free throws? So those seven free throws would have right. put us up. We would have been over. Those yeah, are and, given buckets. Like, we, they got to do better. You know, and the three point they were shooting three pointers like they were going to be uh, no more three pointers the rest of the series. So like, get, get them all out of now, you know. Jeez, same thing sneeze. in game two. Same thing in game two, though. Uh, and it was interesting because I was actually listening to the radio broadcast, and they kept laying out how they thought from game two the Miami Heat were going to set a record for most three-pointers attempted in a, in a game because of Bam Adebayo's injury and with Goran Dragic out. They've right. got to attack it a little bit differently. And it was the Lakers that were just jacking up threes like crazy. Right. And that carried over to tonight, too. I, 
I don't get it. I don't know why we're not attacking a little bit more, but uh, Lakers, it'd be nice if you kind of figured out what the game plan's going to be, and I'm sure they'll make adjustments, but I think the overriding question after the 115-104 win tonight by the Heat is, is this a series now? No, it's not a series. It's over. By the way, the Lakers shot more foul shots, 29-23, so I don't know if, if Laker fans are going to cry about that, but no, this this series is still done, so the Lakers are, are – if the Lakers lose this, I will quit my job if they lose this series, okay? I'll just walk away. Won't even call the boss. I just won't show up the next weekend. Dude, that would be fantastic. Thank I mean, you. I, and, and, but I – let, yeah. let me be honest when I say yeah. that. I really like working with Arnie. No no BS aside. <laughs> but could you just imagine, I, I know that you're being radio guy and saying you won't show up because you'll still show up. But just actually following through on that yeah. bet, Bobo, yeah. if the Lakers blow it, and you go it's to try impossible. to hook him up. It's you impossible. Go, you go and try to hook up, and he's gone. And we try to call him, and there's no answer. He's like, I'm done. I'm, I'm walking off. I'm sorry. I told you guys yeah. that if they didn't win the series, I was quitting. I'm out. I think that would be hilarious. Oh, and by the way, just one correction. because I, oh, I, think, I think I was right, so I just want to make sure we get it right. Uh, Isaac sends this in. The game clock ran out mistakenly when Butler took a violation wow. and LeBron walked through the tunnel with .7 seconds left. That, that's why I asked you, was it .7 seconds left? Um, is which what I saw. He walked so, off the court with nine seconds left. He walked to the locker room okay. with point seven seconds left. So if we if if we want to battle semantics over it, no, that's no, fine. I because I mean, I'm not making care. a I'm not making a big deal about it. I I that's what I thought happened. I thought it was like he thought the game was going to be over and the clock stopped with point seven, and that's why he was walking to the locker room. That that's all. I don't think it's a big deal. The Lakers have shot in the last two games eighty nine three pointers. Wow. 89 in two games. It just, for a team that's not a good three-point shooting team, and they weren't, they won game two, but it's, you know, they they, they shot okay. I mean, they shot 40%, which is really good, but I just, I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. And I don't know if when they're in the huddle, Frank Vogel, when he puts KCP and Danny Green in the game, says, AD, uh, LeBron, you guys are options two and three. Danny Green, you're option one. Casey, you're <laughs> option one. I mean, is that what's going on when they go in the game? Holy smokes, man. My man. And you know who else? And, and he was hitting some shots tonight. But Mark Keith Morris is pretty bad, yeah. too. That man's never met a shot he doesn't like. Did I use no, but he shouldn't be shooting th- double three-pointers of, oh. of LeBron out there. Unbelievable. So if, if you want to get into that tonight, it's a major story that's that's going to probably boil over throughout the evening. But to me, that's not the story of the game. The story is I see the Lakers getting away from who they are. And yes, they didn't lose game two. And yes, they should still win this series. But jacking up those kind of numbers from three blows my mind when you have Anthony Davis doing what he's doing and you have the ability to attack like LeBron does. I know that when you're getting zone played against you, it opens up a lot of looks. I know it wears you down to have to attack a zone defense if you want to drive and take the physicality of it. But damn, Arnie, 89 threes in two games, that just... That's not who they are. That's no, it isn't. You got to put that on, on on Frank also and say, "Hey, dude, yeah. are you going to say something in the, you know, in the, to them during the timeout? Say, hey, let's get it inside, or are you going to continue letting them jack up three pointers?" The San Francisco 49ers are trying to make a game of this after Nick Mullins tried to make it a blowout. Uh, I had brought up the incredible dime that Carson Wentz threw, which was followed up by. 
I don't know what Nick Mullins saw, but he threw a pass right to Alex Singleton that yeah, was returned yeah. for a touchdown. So as we sit here, we're awaiting an official review to see if this touchdown by San Francisco will stand. So officially 2.08 left in the fourth quarter. Philly holding on to a two-score lead. Did you get the call already, Arnie? Did they hold that? Yeah, up? no, it's good. Okay. they're going to go for third. Well, it's third and goal now. Okay, so third and goal. We'll get you updated on Sunday Night Football when we come back. And our man Jason Hershorn's, uh, Hershorn covers the entire NFL. He's on with Arnie and Aaron a lot on Saturdays. We haven't had a chance to catch up with him yet on a Sunday night. So uh, Jason Hershorn is coming up next. He covered the Tom Brady explosion today against the Los Angeles Chargers, and we'll dive into it next with Arnie and Plank on a Fox football Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality podcast this is where we discuss all things reality tv all things popular culture and a little bit of rapaport's reality the reality of bit. us we're a figuring out and if we had been recording these last four or five days Ooh. it, it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I think we already got the tweet of the night. This is from Greg who writes, The Lakers defense got torched by Jimmy Butler like stinking genius against old geezers at the YMCA pickup wow. game. Wow. You don't get torched, though. You bowl on him. You say, what's up? You don't count with your respect. Yeah, we haven't been back in the gym for a while, so I got to wait till uh, we get a gym out here, you know? Uh, and this is good. Roger writes, speaking of threes, when was the last time the New York Giants scored an offensive touchdown? <laughs> Oof, that's a good question. They're horrible. <sighs> But they can fight, man. That team can fight. Let's yeah. go. Their offense might stink, but they can throw hands. Jason Hirshhorn joins us right now. He was one of my favorite followers on Twitter. By oh, oh, okay, my bad, my bad. We're working on getting Jason. Uh, Bo is working the phone. See, I don't use my phone to call anybody, so I just assume they magically appear. I kind of <laughs> forgot how that thing worked. So Jason's coming up in just a bit. We're going to talk about Tom Brady, and it's interesting, Arnie, because. Narratives change throughout the season, right? And it's kind of what we do. For instance, like the narrative from the Lakers game tonight, I'm telling you right now, you can try to say it's a non-story, but you watch, people are going to talk about uh, LeBron James walked off the court early. Guarantee you, I would bet. Oh, well, as Alan said, only if Skip Bayless or Clay Travis bring it up, then... you don't you don't think they will? <laughs> I'm joking. Yes, of course they will. Yeah. Alan's Twitter feed is the worst thing in the history of mankind. Go go spend some time looking at it, Arnie. It's absolutely a tr- I don't know what that man likes, if anything. <laughs> but uh, it's funny how narratives change because after week one, Tom Brady stunk. He needed to, to retire. Yeah. And now here we are after week three, and Jason Hershorn joins us at by underscore JBH. Tom Brady looked like, like circa 2003 or four Tom Brady, Jason. Uh, what'd you make of that performance? I know you were keeping a close eye on it today, but man, that that looked like what we thought Tom Brady and the Bucks were going to look like, didn't it? It certainly looked like a very strong performance, and probably Brady's best to date with the Buccaneers. That said, I think you did see some of the issues with Tom Brady as he really pushes the limits of how old you can be as an NFL starting quarterback. That pick six that he threw is a kind of throw that older quarterbacks struggle with. Even someone like Brady, who at one point had a very good arm. Now those throws to the outside, they're a lot more difficult because the windows are extremely small. It doesn't have the same zip that it used to. So while I can still throw it deep down the, down the seams with efficiency, those kind of throws are going to be harder. The Buccaneers are going to have to work around that, and they can. I mean, we've seen other teams like the Broncos with Peyton Manning you know, five or six years ago do it. So it's, it's not an Achilles heel, but it is a difference in his game now relative to what it was five years ago. 369 yards, five touchdowns. It takes Lamar Jackson three games to get 369 <laughs> yards. I mean, my goodness, give me five touchdowns every time, Jason. Look pretty good on those five moves. Yeah, and Bruce Arians' offenses have almost always been predicated on not just the passing game, but on the deep passing game. And we saw a lot of that today. You know, Brady is still going to work things, you know, uh, close to the middle of the field. He did a lot with the Patriots. You know, Scotty Miller had a lot of catches like that. But they're still going to take those deep shots. And Brady has the anticipation to make those throws with regularity. So even though he, again, is pushing the limits for how old you can be as a quarterback in the NFL, those are areas where his game still matches what Bruce Arians wants to do offensively. We're hanging out with Jason Hirshhorn. Great follow on Twitter, by underscore JBH. You name it, he covers it in the NFL. And I, Jason, are you still covering the Chargers fairly closely? Am I correct there, or are you just covering everything? 
covering everything at this point. All right. Now, with that in mind, I did want to ask a Chargers question. Are we getting to yeah, see? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Okay. Are we getting to see a sneaky good quarterback class out of this year's draft? Because I know in time we'll see Tua, and he might end up being a star as well. But Joe Burrow's absolutely looking the part. And you laid out Herbert staring down that blitz today from Tampa Bay. And ever since he stepped on the field a couple weeks ago in Kansas City, and I know there was the disappointment against Carolina, I I think he's going to be a problem for a lot of teams, maybe not just for years to come, but this year. This kid has the potential to be pretty special. Yeah, we really need to focus on how surprising it is that Justin Herbert is playing at this level <laughs> so early in his career. Rookie quarterbacks usually don't make it to this point by the end of their rookie seasons, even under the best of circumstances, 2020, obviously not the best of circumstances for anyone, let alone these quarterbacks coming to the NFL with extremely limited on-field time before the regular season. And we're in this week four, and he's already doing things that you just don't see a lot of quarterbacks with experience being able to do. It's not just that he has the arm strength. It's not just that he has that overall athleticism. Those were things that we knew he had at Oregon. But the ability to take all those things together and make the right reads, make the right throws, not let the blitz, which against Todd Bowles and that Buccaneers defense, you know you're going to get the blitz on a very regular basis, not let that disrupt him and still make plays down the field. We didn't just see one or two of those. He was doing that throughout the game. So while, yeah, there are still holes in his game, you would expect that with any rookie quarterback. And again, especially under these circumstances, very difficult. But just to see Herbert play at this level, it really changes the ceiling of what you think this Chargers offense can be. You know, Jason, every time I talk about Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold, I'm like, oh, man, they're just awful. And people are like, no, 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 they're really good quarterbacks. They just play for an awful team. Let me ask you this. If Mahomes played 16 games with this current Jets team, what would the Jets record be? I mean, they'd have a win, I guess. <laughs> like, it would, it would be better. Uh, but this is a very – very flawed Jets team. It's not just that Sam Darnold has regressed, and he clearly has regressed under Adam Gase. And it's not just that defense can't seem to stop anybody, but there just aren't a lot of weapons or even adequate protection around the quarterback. So, yeah, Mahomes, being the most talented quarterback on the planet, able to do things that not a lot of quarterbacks are able to do historically, yeah, he, he would do better, but there are just so many flaws with that team that I don't really know if that's going to make a huge, huge difference by the end of the season in terms of wins and losses. The Niners are trying to mount a, a drive under yeah. C.J. Beathard, who's in the game. And we just had an official go down who took a shot. So we're keeping tabs on this game. 25-20, the Eagles still lead it. I, I think this is a captain obvious moment. But, I mean, much more a must win for Philadelphia here than San Francisco. But at the very least, that touchdown pass from Carson Wentz that gave him the lead, that was some vintage Carson, wasn't it, Jason? Yeah, I mean, we've seen moments of that throughout the last few seasons. It's not like Carson Wentz's ceiling has changed. He just hasn't been able to do those things with regularity. And certainly part of that is the talent around him. Those receivers are not as good right now, or at least not as experienced right now, as they were when they made that Super Bowl run in 2017. The protection obviously is not the same. They've had a ton of injuries there. And even some of the younger players they tried to develop either haven't worked out or they haven't worked out and have gotten injured. So it's just a bunch of things compiling on him. But yeah, when's when he has everything going for him, 
and even sometimes when he doesn't, can be very effective. The issue simply is that Wentz doesn't seem to be able to bring that every single week. At a certain point, we, have, we can't just look at Wentz and say, what's wrong with you? We have to look at that coaching staff. There have been so many changes to that staff since they won the Super Bowl. Obviously, Doug Peterson is still there, but his quarterback's coach from that season – John DiFilippo is gone, his offensive coordinator from that season. Frank Reich is gone and doing very good things with the Indianapolis Colts. They fired basically their entire offensive staff other than Doug Peterson after last season. The guys they brought in, at least thus far, have not made enough of a difference. So there are a lot of questions there, even if Philly does end up winning this game. I think it's going to be a situation where we're not really going to know what Carson Wentz is at the end of the season. And that's a problem when you have a quarterback on such a big contract. What does Jerry Jones say to the team when he walks into the locker room after today's game? <laughs> that you phrase the question is, what does Jerry Jones say? I think it's very telling about the situation. <laughs> not the coach. With the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Uh, but it, it's funny because that's how we view it, right? This is Jerry's world and nobody's else. You know, uh, nobody else is with the Cowboys. But I'll say this much. You have 500 yards passing from your quarterback. You feel like you should win games. And CeeDee Lamb looked good. Obviously, Amari Cooper had a good game. I, I know the uh, NFC East might be the worst division in the NFL huh. from top to bottom. But I still feel like there's a future here for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, we don't have to put any qualifiers on the maybe being the worst division. It is absolutely, <laughs> without reservation, the worst division in the NFL. And, yes, the Cowboys have only won one game this season. Even that game was a situation where they had to come back from a sizable deficit. But because they play in that division, they have hope. The Eagles could win today and would technically move into first place. But that's by a half game. The Cowboys absolutely can make up that difference with – three-fourths of the season left, and they have by far the most talent of any of those teams. You know, Dak Prescott is playing at a very high level. We just kind of ignore that to a certain degree because the team as a whole is struggling. And those weapons, as you pointed out, are incredible. I mean, C.D. Lamb was arguably the best receiver in this class, this rookie class, and they were able to get him in the middle of the first round. And he's their number three receiver because of how much depth they have. So there's absolutely enough there to turn it around. And Mike McCarthy has taken his lumps over the past half decade, but he is someone who has built good teams before that have started slow. So it's possible, again, with his experience and with all the talent that they have there, that they can turn things around come November, come December. But, you know, at this point, is anyone's guess what's going to happen in that division? It's just a dumpster fire. Jason, I only got about 30 seconds, but hotter seat right now, Adam Gase or Bill O'Brien? I mean, I guess it's Adam Gase simply because there is no hope there. It's just a matter of when they fire him. Whereas, you know, who is actually there to fire Bill O'Brien? I mean, He's he the is GM. the general manager and the head coach. Uh, that's a but, good point. I mean, Bill O'Brien's seat is absolutely hot. Even if it wasn't a situation where he had traded away DeAndre Hopkins for a song and made all those other moves that were questionable over the course of the last few years, you know, starting 0-4 – is just not a way to achieve success. And the standards are much higher. You cannot be a coach in the NFL for as long, with one team for as long as he has been and be able to get away with that start. And then you throw in all the other things that he's done, and it's really hard to see how he keeps his job unless this turns around. And it's very hard to see how that would happen because the Colts are playing at a higher level and have a better record. The Titans, assuming that they get back on the field anytime soon, are playing well and have a better record. They are absolutely behind the eight ball, and you have to look at Bill O'Brien first when you're trying to figure out why everything has gone wrong. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate your time staying up late. It's a final. The Eagles are going to pull it off. Go follow Jason on Twitter at by underscore JBH. We'll talk to you soon, bud. Thanks, Jason.
Uh, take care, guys. It's Jason Hirshhorn covering all things in the NFL. And speaking of Sunday Night Football going final, ladies and gentlemen, Steve DeSager comes strolling into the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. What's going on, Steve? Hello, gentlemen. Eagles 25, San Francisco 20 is the final. Thanks to -to back-to-back touchdowns, one offense, one defense, with about five and a half minutes to go. By the way, we do have two Monday night football games coming up. Now, there yep. was no Pittsburgh at Tennessee today. It would have been a battle of 3-0 and teams. That was already postponed to late October. They said on the halftime show NBC tonight, Titans are up to 20 positives in the virus wow. test for this past week. Monday night with Cam Newton out. It's New England at Kansas City, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Positive virus tests on both sides. Winless Atlanta then at Green Bay. That'll kick at 8.50 p.m. Eastern time. Wide receiver Julio Jones was listed as questionable for the Falcons. The last time a Sunday NFL game was postponed to a Monday night was a Bill snowstorm in 2014. Their game against the Jets was played the next day, but the CBS airing was just for the participating markets. And a few years before, a Vikings game was pushed to a Monday, but just for the participating markets. This is going to be national TV for CBS, which would have been their big late afternoon game today. Instead, they'll get it prime time for much of the country tomorrow. The last time that a game was postponed to a Monday night and did air nationally was after Hurricane Katrina and the Saints home opener was moved to a Giants home game and moved to a Monday night. So that goes back 15 years. By the way, this season has been all about the scoring, has it not, after no preseason games? Except for those three late afternoon games today. We, We eventually had decent final scores there. But going into tonight... NFL games were averaging about 52 total points per game, which would be the highest in NFL history for a first month of the season. In fact, just this weekend, it's more than 52 points total per game. And then there's the Giants. Uh, The Rams beat the winless Giants 17-9. So, yes, for those who asked earlier on the show, the Giants had just three field goals today, no touchdowns. Last week, just three field goals, no touchdowns. Horrible. They had a graphic on the game today. It's over 130 minutes without a touchdown for the New York Giants. That's pretty good. Offense or defense. You'd have to go back to when they lost at Chicago three games ago. They were already down 17-3 early fourth quarter and got a one-yard touchdown run. So that's it for their TDs in the last three games. The Rams didn't do much after the opening uh, drive, by the way, but they did win 17-9 against the Giants. So you can update this stat with Coach Sean McVay as the head coach of the Rams. When they're leading at halftime, they're undefeated. He's in his fourth year as head coach. They're 28-0 when leading at halftime, even today when they did almost nothing. Indianapolis win was 19-11 at Chicago. Buffalo's 4-0 after winning at Las Vegas. 30-23 was the final. And then there's the game tonight. Philadelphia with its first win of the season. 25-20 at San Francisco. So Philly is 1-2-1. From where's the first? And they're in first place in the (laughs) NFC East. Yes. The team that had been holding down first place for a few hours was Washington at 1-3. It was tied for first place in the division after losing at home to Baltimore 31-17. 31-17. And yes, Al Michaels, who's in his 70s, he and Chris Collinsworth were wearing masks in the booth calling the game tonight, apparently asked by Santa Clara County. Uh, Al Michaels mentioned that they were asked to do so and did. Seattle and Cleveland, each one on the road. Minnesota and New Orleans as well. Drew Brees with two touchdown passes to Traquan Smith late first half. 35-29, the comeback win at Detroit. That's all anybody gets when they play Detroit is comeback wins. Michael Thomas with his bad ankle 
Tinkle was out again for New Orleans. Tight end Jared Cook as well. Tampa Bay with a comeback win against the Chargers, who are 1-3. Cincinnati and Carolina with victories. Clemson and Alabama are still 1-2 in the college football polls. Next weekend, number 7-ranked Miami plays at number 1 Clemson. Georgia moved up to number 3 in AP. The University of North Carolina is number 8 in college football right now. What? Number 10, Oklahoma State took advantage of the 8-ranked teams to lose yesterday. Oklahoma State jumped 7 spots in the poll. Number 14, Tennessee went up 7 spots in the poll. And number 18, SMU, which had its student section cleared out during the game yesterday, <laughs> is only uh, the only 4-0 team in the country. Minnesota is in at number 25. If you didn't wow. see them play yesterday, nobody did because they still haven't played a game. <laughs> Although recently their star receiver uh, did opt back in, so I guess that impressed enough that Minnesota is back in the poll Arizona's at number it. 25. Yeah. yeah, they're not that impressed. Wow. Meanwhile, impressive tonight, Miami's Jimmy Butler. 40 points, 11 rebounds. 13 assists. The Heat are down two games to one in the NBA Finals after beating the Lakers 115-104. The Lakers had 10 turnovers in the first 10 minutes tonight. The team with 19 turnovers in the game, led by LeBron and Davis in that category. NASCAR win for Denny Hamlin. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, a couple quick tweets here real quick. Yeah. Uh, Sandra checked in very early and said, let's dial the shut it down talk. Sports being back is very important. I disagree. Uh, it's time to shut it all down, Sandy. <laughs> Sports are stupid. Uh, I don't know why we watch it. I don't know why I waste our time. Let's focus on our health. I, did, did I really need to go in depth on explaining that that was sarcasm or you think we're good? Oh, no. There's a lot of people that have no idea that okay. if they knew okay. that you were an Oklahoma fan, then they'd get it. Yeah. If they knew I'm an Oklahoma fan, a Raiders fan, and I guess in the case of tonight's game, a Lakers fan, I think you would understand why sports are dumb and we shouldn't watch it. Uh, it, it was interesting. I was thinking about this, and I, we've got games to talk about. So maybe we only got a, like a couple minutes left in this segment. So we'll come back and we, we talked about the NBA Finals and the Heat winning tonight in our first segment. Jason joined us to go in depth on week three and talking about Brady. Uh, Sager's update and, and maybe in our final segment, Arnie, we can kind of go back and forth on some of the games. But I, I did want to spend a moment on COVID and scheduling. And I, I mentioned I drove through the night last night. So I was listening to a lot of hot takes on sports radio. And I heard someone say, yeah, the NFL, there's just no flexibility in their schedule. And I thought to myself, they can push everything back. I mean, they, now that would involve the postseason getting pushed back. And maybe after week 17, you push back your playoffs. And every single team has a bye week. So there's natural flexibility and there might be some maneuvering that takes place. But listen, I mean, we've had, we've had one team that has had an outbreak or, oh, I heard this from a super spreader event, apparently, Arnie, in the Tennessee Titans. And we'll see if they can get back in the next couple of weeks. But, you know, it, thankfully, the Patriots issue didn't spread. And I don't know what the talk has been like up in the Vermont, New England area, but they're getting to play on Monday night still. They've got to go with, what, Hoyer at quarterback or, or the, the kid out of Baylor. But the, the bottom line here is I'm, I'm not – I'm not ready to panic and throw everyone in a bubble and say we, we, we've, got, we've got to shut it all down. I think the NFL's doing a nice job with its testing and trying to move forward and finding everyone who doesn't wear a mask. No, just a couple of things on that. First of all, I don't think there is that much flexibility. Can you imagine if you moved back the playoffs at the end of the year, or then you have the number one seed who, let's say, clinches the number one seed before the end of the year. So let's say Mahomes rests the final week. Right. Then he's got a bye week. Right. Then you're going to add another week. 
week. Sure. Then you got the first round. I mean, the guy's going to have a month off. It's college before, football, baby, before bowl Before games. he gets back on the field. As to what's going on Don't with the Don't be the one seed. Yeah. Honey, there's with, absolutely with, flexibility there. You got a week off before the Super Bowl, too. Are we worried about fans during the Super Bowl? Do you think no, fans are going to be in the stands? Yeah, there's you just worry about there. adding games on the back end when right. people want to start getting ready for the playoffs, the weather's cold, and you want to cut down on travel, especially when it's flu season. So, that, you know, that's the one thing you want to try to cut back on, Chris, um, mm. when it's all said. Now, as for with the, with the Patriots, I mean – it's going to be Hoyer at quarterback. Stidham will probably be the backup, is going to be the backup quarterback. He hadn't been active for the first three games. It's not going to be a close game anyway, but um, as for the scheduling, you know, I'm glad they're getting the game off. That's the way it should be. I, I thought for a matter, a second there, they were going to play it on Tuesday. Then Kansas City would have to play Tuesday, Sunday, Thursday. Then we'd really have a problem. Again, not so much flexibility there, Chris, but I'm yeah. glad they're playing it tomorrow. But Hoyer will get the start for the Patriots. It won't be pretty. No sympathy. Play Tuesday, turn around, play Sunday. Boo-hoo. <laughs> All right, we got a lot to get to on the show tonight, including our look back on week three. We're still efforting our man Todd Furman, and it's all coming up. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality podcast this is where we discuss all things reality tv all things popular culture and a little bit of rapaport's reality the reality of bit. us we're a figuring bit. out and if we had been recording these last four or five days oh it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Tony Plank on Fox Sports Radio on a Sunday night, a Fox Football Sunday. Tell them you're sarcastic, would you please? Brendan writes, to all these people who are saying shut them down, sports is our escape from hell. Hell is the context in everything in 2020. Without sports, some of us would no longer be alive. As for you fun wreckers, all I have to say to you is shut up. Well, Brendan, you need to focus on the fact that there is a virus right now and things more <laughs> important than sports. We just stopped. They're going to think you're serious. <laughs> you really, I, the funniest thing to me in, in all of this is this is why we love sports, right? Because it, well, I, I, not me, because it's giving me anxiety. It's I don't, you know, I'm a nail biter, so I'm down to what my mom would always say are my quicks, so I don't have anything left. <laughs> uh, I've ripped off skin on my finger oh. right now. It's so disgusting right now. But it, it elicits this energy, this reaction, this passion that you have. And you know what is fun for me? Because I, I was feeling that watching the red zone this morning. You know, the, the Raiders didn't play until later in the afternoon. I'm a tried and true Raider fan. But I loved moving around to some of the different games. I loved watching the battle between the Bucks and the Chargers. And I don't know why. I, it's so funny. The Chargers are one of those teams that I watch, Arnie, and I can't figure out why the record is what they are. Because it's like they're better than this. You know, I watched Carolina pick up its second win. I watched uh, Arizona stumble again after yeah, their incredible Yeah, what's going start, on with right? them? And and then you see the Browns look good, and how about the Cowboys? Just absolutely miserable at one and three. You know, I, I talked to Bobo before we went on the air, and we all have our fan bases. I'm a Raiders fan. Arnie's, uh, let's see, Giants, Dolphins, Browns. Patriots. Patriots uh, <laughs> fan. And Bobo's a diehard uh, Dallas Cowboy fan. I think we need to find some time to carve out just to let Bobo go at some point tonight because Dallas is another one of those teams where you look at the schedule and there's a part of you that says, how, how are they sitting here at one and three right now? What they're, they're not that bad. And then you stop and you think, wait a minute, their win, it took a miraculous comeback to get that win. Are they that bad? So we'll dive into that in just a bit, but boy, it's, the other side of that is a great example of our narratives that we talked about, Arnie, where we bury someone in week one, Baker and the Browns, and then suddenly, you know, three weeks later, they're sitting there three and one. And I think, what what I see, they haven't been three and one since like the late 90s, early 2000s. Oh. That's crazy. It is great to see the offensively. They look good. Baker Mayfield's in a rhythm. I don't know if it's because of him or all the weapons he has around him. Um, but uh, now they're what? They're running back. Who? Um, I forget his name already. Nick Chubb. Yeah, Kareem Chubb Hunt. went down, so we'll yeah. see what's going on with the knee. But Kareem Hunt was fantastic. Uh, of course, they signed him in the offseason. So we'll we'll see if they can keep it up, but they look pretty good right now. Uh, Josh, uh, John hits us up on Twitter. Arnie, please don't say my Browns. Are you, are you officially adopting the Browns? 
I may have to the way they look right now. They're just awesome. I mean, they look they look great, and the way they pounded it. The Cowboys had to score twenty four points in the fourth quarter just to make this one interesting and, and come back. You know, it's it also is kind of curious how they're using Baker. I mean, he didn't even throw for two hundred yards, but he was accurate. He completed what uh, more than sixty uh, percent of his passes today. Uh, they used tr- trickeration where Jarvis Landry might have the best arm of any. Oh, that was non- awesome, that, that that throw. <laughs> any non-quarterback Jeez. in the NFL. But they ran for 307 yards. They ran for 307 yards. You know, by the way, I know that the Cowboys put up 38 points, but we forget Cleveland did a good job of building their defense uh, through the draft with Denzel Ward. Miles Garrett was the number one overall pick, made some smart free agent acquisitions, and B.J. Goodson, and, and I love me some Carl Joseph. So, yeah, I, I think I'm with you. I think I'm I'm digging what the Browns are putting down right now. They get the Colts. Who there's another team that we buried after Week One. It's like, oh my gosh, Philip Rivers is agent. They st- they lost to the Jaguars for goodness sakes. They're ruining the Jaguars' chance to to go out and have Trevor Lawrence. And then lo and behold, they picked up three straight wins. Now, granted, today was pretty ugly against the Bears, but I don't know. Did we try to bury the Colts a little bit too soon? That's going to be a fun one next week in Cleveland. Yeah, I didn't expect that. I thought uh, the the um, the Bears were going to continue to roll um, because of what they had done the week before, and they had Foles in there. I'm like, okay, this is the new beginning of the Bears. It just didn't happen today. Uh, we got a lot of tweets to get to. In fact, we'll kick off hour number two with your reaction. I'm at Plank Show. Arnie is at Stinking Genius One, and everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. We'll continue to look back on the night that was in the NBA Finals. Lakers lose. Series now two games to one. And a doubleheader to preview on Monday Night Football. It's all coming up on a Fox Football Sunday. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We, we believe Todd's taking the night off, so we will be joined by Arnie Furman uh, coming up in our next segment. Todd's more attractive, much, uh, much risk, uh, more, more risk-laden brother, but in yeah. all seriousness, I think Todd's taking the night, so we've got to, I've got a boatload of audio to get to, but I, I spent the top of the hour just kind of scrolling through our cut sheet. And we have an incredible group of editors that work behind the scenes from sunup to, to sundown and beyond every single Saturday night to get all the college highlights and every single Sunday night. And as I was kind of scrolling through the games, I hate to be that guy. And you know I hate to be that guy, Arnie, because – No, you don't. Go ahead, be that guy. You're usually that guy for right. me. Not really the most uh, amazing day of football from top to bottom, was it? Not no, really. we knew that was going to be a problem. Yeah. First of all, that's why they had to move a game from the earlier to the later games right. because they had to cancel or postpone the um, Kansas City Patriot game. Otherwise, we would only have two afternoon games if we didn't move the Colts and the Bears. Could you imagine that? And one of them would have been the Giants and the Rams. NFL went, can't have just Giants, Rams, one or two games. We better do something. Um, it's like hell's freezing over, so... They did the best they can, but it wasn't a very attractive day at all. Again, I, I stop every so often when I say something like that, and I think, okay, dude, calm down. You know, We were in the middle of a pandemic. We're right. still in the middle of a pandemic. Enjoy your cracker. You can have steak later, even on Monday Night Football, the doubleheader. But, yeah, not, not the best Sunday from start to finish, but it was football, so we'll take it. Even the Sunday night game, while it had a kind of cool finish to it and – I don't. I don't know. Did we find out? Did Nick Mullins get hurt, or did they replace him with Beathard late in that game? 
uh, regardless, the Niners had a, a, a shot in the end zone to try to win that at the end, but the Eagles hold off. And it oh, – okay, he just got pulled. He should have. That was one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but with that in mind, Arnie, it does set up for a very unique Monday night, and this this could become a little bit more of the trend because, listen, as far as – college football flexibility that's not there for the nfl you know it's not like there's three bye weeks in his schedule to move right. things around like there is in the nfl or like there is in college for the nfl did i say that right yeah but with that said i could this be something we start seeing more of if you have a positive test on a thursday or a friday or even a saturday then you got to go back and retest everyone you pause that game until monday and then you put it on in prime time is this going to become a little bit more of the norm or not? I, I think so. First of all, how mad are you if you're ESPN knowing that you have to share uh, part of my part gosh. Of, <laughs> you have to share part of the limelight with CBS and they get the Patriots Kansas City, you get Atlanta Green Bay. And you know nobody's going to switch on over until that Patriot game's done, which makes it the second half of the Packer game, which means it's going to be a blowout anyway and people will be going to sleep. So that <laughs> that's the that's the first thing that's going to happen. Can you imagine that? Um but yeah, I think it's going to be the norm. I'm glad they didn't play on Tuesday. Because I could see this going on again during the course of the year, that more teams will have a doubleheader, maybe even a tripleheader on Monday. I, I, I think the NFL is going to run into problems when they have to start rescheduling games like they did with the Titans in Pittsburgh and put them in the bye week. Because then you're like, okay, you know, what about the teams they play before, the teams they play after? Um, and then you're going to start getting into some problems there. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad they just moved this to Monday instead of you know, moving it to another bye week. Yeah, I was I was thinking about who would who would be the maddest about this. You know, are the Chiefs mad? Would would there be a situation where the where the Patriots are mad? No, no, ESPN should be the maddest about this because in an already watered down Monday Night Football schedule, despite the fact that they had the Chiefs and the Ravens last week, now they get to go up against the Chiefs, who might be the best draw as far as TV ratings are concerned, and. Yeah, you don't have the more marquee matchup on Monday Night Football. So, uh, a tough break, but it's what happens. Okay. CBS is dancing in the streets over oh. this one, huh? Yeah, there, I mean, there's there's really no new shows going on right now because nothing has really been able to, to truly be debuted since the pandemic has shut everything down. So, CBS wins. They'll have a big monster night ratings-wise. By the way, uh, Isaac gets the theme of the show tonight. Isaac hits us up on Twitter, which is always the best way to stay in touch with us here on Fox Sports Radio. He writes, since all your teams lost, Arnie, including your Cowboys, why not talk about your favorite ways to enjoy the fall foliage? Do they have boat (laughs) tours on the lake? I think this is a great question. See, this is what we should be talking about. We should be helping people to plan where they're going to go. We can when we can get out and about again. That's what this show should be about, not sports. Now, let me tell you something. Every year this happens here in Vermont. You guys won't know what I'm talking about, but there's a, they call this the notch, and a truck gets stuck every year, and then we got to close down the road and back it up. That happened today. People looking at the fall foliage, a truck got stuck, and everybody got backed up. They do this every time right. uh, like it's clockwork, Chris. One truck can shut your city down? Yeah, just That's shut it down. Sign. Everybody they can't move. Shut down. The one bridge out of the what is this like Batman? <laughs> is there one bridge in and out of Gotham and you could just shut everything down? You know where I down? live. Do you ah, have any idea where point. I live? That, that's a good point. Burlington, Vermont is not necessarily yeah. a mecca. All right, a couple of other quick tweets as we get back to what matters on this show, which is uh, football. I like this from Mike, who writes, breaking news, Houston Texans GM Bill O'Brien has fired head coach Bill O'Brien and replaced him with interim coach Bill O'Brien. Yeah. I'd asked Jason Hershorn <laughs> last hour if Bill O'Brien is on the hot seat. They're 0-4. 
but he's a general manager. So that means he might fire some assistants and move guys around. But in all honesty, this is I, this is a problem right now in Houston. What the hell is going on with the Texans? They're supposed to be a Super Bowl contender, and they're sitting here at 0-4. And I'm starting to wonder, man, if they have that number one pick, what do they do? They've signed Watson to this long-term contract. I mean, somewhat tug-in-cheek. They're not going to go 0-16. No. And I don't think they're going to be in that mix. But, man, what a mess. But, Chris, you know, I said this before the season. Um, and not that I think that Bill O'Brien, some great coach, are doing a good job. He deserves a lot of the blame also. But I said, you know, uh, the Sean Watson, how great of a quarterback is he? Oh, he had a tough schedule. Oh, he didn't have pieces around him. Oh, they traded away his wide receiver. Oh, the running backs get hurt. Oh, you know, J.J. Uh, Watt got hurt. It's a different excuse every time. Um, th- this guy eventually has to say, hey, I'm, I'm an elite quarterback. Let me show you what I could do. Let me lead you to something. And he has done anything well he, he did lead them to one win he dominated the Raiders last year so maybe that's what everyone is holding on to right now but I you're a big numbers guy I mean 20 for 33 300 yards two scores not too shabby right I mean uh, from a numbers perspective it, you can live with that oh absolutely of course you could live with that I mean that's not bad at all but so you're 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 pointing the finger at him he's the guy that's the problem in Houston right now well, who who am I going to am I, I going to go ahead and fire the coach? Of course, I am. I'm not going to fire the whole team, but you know he's the quarterback. He's the leader. He's the one that has to take the blame because he gets all the credit when they win. His Houston is going to be an interesting case study over the next few weeks because as they sit at zero and four, their schedule does lessen up a little bit because they have the Jaguars in two of their next four weeks. Right, but that's sandwiched between a game against the Titans, whom. I don't know when we'll get a chance to see them play again, but you would think by that point, that's what, October 18th, things will be a little bit smoother. And then they have the Packers in the middle of that. Mm. So, I mean, there's a really good chance you are looking at a team that at 0-4 right now could be, what, 2-6 and heading into wow. a showdown with the Browns in week, what would that be, 9? Yeah, not, not, not good right now for the Texans. Hey, speaking of not good, I've tried to delay this as long as I possibly can. But, oh, my gosh, the Raiders. Brendan writes, on a serious note, the Raiders' defense looked awfully terrible the past two weeks. I had them making the playoffs, but now I wonder about that. Also, I'd like to see Derek Carr throw deep more. Nice long pass for a touchdown, and then, oh, wait, it gets called back. Arnie, I I just think that uh, the football gods hate me because both of my teams have the same problem. They can't get turnovers. Uh, they can they can turn it over like crazy, but I don't even know. The Raiders, I think they intercepted a pass from Drew Brees in week two. Right. I don't – oh, yeah, Cam Newton was kind enough last week to throw one right to Jonathan Abrams. Like That's here, right. That's right. right. Here, dude, sorry. Take this. We'll blow you out in the fourth quarter. But, I mean, my gosh, that is a really bad defense. And I don't want to say that to take anything away from Josh Allen because he really looked good, but – Man, Buffalo did some stupid stuff late in that game. I mean, I, I'll tell you, there's, there's like six minutes well, – I'm sorry, five minutes to go in the game. You've got a two-score lead, and you're throwing the ball around like it's a tie game. You're stopping I know. the clock, and I you're know. giving the Raiders a chance. So they've got some things from just, a, I think, a, a game management situation to work on, but they're really good. Meanwhile, in Vegas right now, 
They're not. And you you want to point the finger at Derek Carr, that's fine. As Arnie said, quarterback always gets the blame. But that defense is atrocious right now. And Nick Kwiatkowski getting back didn't make as big of a difference as everyone thought it would. They yeah, you know, I was surprised about this. First of all, the score wasn't even as close as the 30-23 right. score. You're right. Uh, to be honest with you, Bills kind of dominated that game, Chris. And how many quarterbacks are going to be on the market after this year? Um, looking for new, let's start with Dak Prescott because if I'm the Cowboys and I'm not going to make the playoffs or I don't win the division, I got to move on from him. I'm not paying him 40 million a year or whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, what about Derek Carr? A lot of quarterbacks could be on the move after this year. Um, if you if you're looking for a quarterback with a little bit of experience, hold on. Did you are you really ready to move on from Dak? I think he's looked phenomenal. I think he's I think he's looked like the kind of guy you invest in. Are you are, are you just looking purely at the record of the Cowboys and saying if they don't make the playoffs, you got to move on? Because I mean, I'm, listen, I'll take any reason to move away from a Raiders conversation right now, but I've kind of been sold on him more and more throughout the first part of this season. Chris, if 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 I could lose with Dak Prescott. Um, I could lose without Dak Prescott, and I don't have to pay him $40 million a year. I'll get myself another because there's a lot of quarterbacks that you can, that could be had out there in the draft, young ones, uh, veteran quarterbacks that will be cut. What's going to happen with Carr? There's going to be an abundance of quarterbacks that you don't have to pay a king's ransom to and give like a four- or five-year contract and worry about everything else on your team. i, I got to go ahead and go in that direction. Hey, look at them now. They're one in three. Is Dak, you know, it's not Dak's all his fault, but... If you're not going to do anything, might as well start fresh. So you're ready to start over and go in the draft and and pick, I don't know, Trey Lance out of North Dakota State I don't know. or something. No, I, I saw him. By the way, is it starting over? Um, is it starting over when the Chargers put in uh, Herbert? No. He looks pretty damn good. Is it starting over when Cincinnati put in Burrow? He's looking pretty damn good. I don't know if it's so much starting over. I, I, I just – I think – I think it's more of an uphill climb than you realize. Is it starting over when the Bengals put in Joe Burrow? No, but they're, I mean, they're 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 one and two and one right now. It's not like they're tearing up the league. Uh, Sandy or Los Angeles is one and three, so you'd be in the exact same position as you are with Dak right I, now. I'll tell you this: I would go if I'm the Cowboys and the Jets had the number one pick. I'd take Sam Darnold. If they're going to go and take Trevor Lawrence, I'd take Sam Darnold, pay him a, a, a only a fraction of what I paid Dak, and see if he can lead my team. But, or if listen, the Giants were going to move on past Daniel Jones, I hate Daniel Jones, but I'd take him and save some money. Well, but then again, uh, you, 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 I think, are looking at a situation where regardless of how Arnie Spanier and the rest of, of, of the college football gurus and draft gurus feel about Trevor Lawrence – he's he's number one, number one. The only team that's going to get him is either whether you have Jacksonville or I'm just looking at winless teams right now. Atlanta, well, Jacksonville Jets, has a win. Giants. Jets, Jets right now, Giants right now. But, I mean, I just – I don't know, Arnie. I, I just – I think it's much more of a crapshoot because we're still talking about Tua. Has he stepped on the field yet? What kind of difference can he make? Uh, do we know if he was worth a top 10 pick? We don't. And to be honest with you, we don't know. We have a very small sample size with Burrow and Herbert. It's been a great start, right? Fantastic oh. start. Fired up about it. But we felt the same way about Herbert, Darnold after his first five Excuse stars. me. All right. First of all, Joe Burrow uh, is in my four-week call of fame. Okay. <laughs> so 
No, by the way, the that four-week Hall deal. of Fame also includes Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh <laughs> Rosen is in that four-week Hall of Fame. I think Dak Prescott is in your four-week Hall of Fame, too. No, he was in my preseason Hall of Fame is what but, he was. Yeah, and by the way, Herbert's in my two-game Hall of Fame for sure. Oh, my gosh. I just I can't fathom right now why you would want to move on from Dak Prescott. Because to me, when I watch the Cowboys, he's the farthest thing from the problem. With well, f- how about 35 to $40 million a year for four years? That'd it's be one right. of the reasons. It's a going right for a quarterback. That's what you pay Not for when my team is 1-3, Chris. It probably should have been 0-4. Right. But, again, you're going to go spend that where? And get, you need a quarterback. This is a quarterback-driven league. It really, truly is. And you know, what Lamar Jackson, are you telling me that whenever his contract comes up, the Ravens just aren't going to pay him and say, ah, we're going to focus on our linebackers. We're not going to pay you. No, you, you invest if you, if you believe in that guy. So, and I think the Cowboys are going to invest in him. I, I know you want to see him go get Justin Fields, but he's not going to be available to him. Boy, it's going to be fa- – I know we're in week four. And I can't be doing this right now because I'll lose my mind and we'll end up spending an hour talking about draft. But there's going to be some fascinating decisions to be made come March and April in this league because, as you said, guys like Sam Darnold, guys like Daniel Jones, Derek Carr is going to be in a contract year next year. If they don't make the playoffs, John Gruden's going to be moving on. So I just – not John Gruden, but from a quarterback. So you're right. It's going to be a fascinating offseason to see which direction you go and who you bring in and bring back or or, or who you move on from or who you bring back. But, Arnie, I'm telling you right now, I think the Cowboys are going to bring back that – Dak, I think they're going to invest in him. I think he's going to be their guy. We'll and and you know more. what? How about Washington? Are they going to stay with Haskins? How many people in Philadelphia are yelling, get her, get Wentz out of there and get in Jalen Hurts? Oh, probably about 50% of right. them. Right, until Hurts drops a snap and then Wentz throws a dime. <laughs> yes. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, uh, let's dive into some of the big plays of the day, plus more of your tweets. They've been great so far with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know, I'm kind of digging here, Arnie, as we welcome you back to a Fox Football Sunday. It's Arnie and Plank right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm trying to dig it for a little bit more potential sound from the brawl between the Rams and the Giants, (laughs) if you missed it. Uh, And I guess this had been something that was bubbling for a little bit. Right. But who's Jamar Ramsey? Jalen Ramsey, Rams cornerback has uh, a couple of babies by uh, Golden Tate's sister. And they had a very public spat, not Golden Tate and Jalen Ramsey, but Jalen Ramsey and his sister, and they broke up, and they're, yeah, it's his sister, so he's going to defend her. And I guess they got after each other during the game. And Arnie, after the game, that was a good old-fashioned brawl between a couple of dudes. And then you saw... Uh, guys on the Giants, and you saw guys on the Rams going after it. I mean, I, I'm not all about guys throwing haymakers and, and trying to knock each other out, but that was the true definition of something that went from being very about the game to being very personal very quickly in the post game. It did. And, you know, look, I don't want to get into the reasons why they fought, but you're right. That was an old fashioned hatred, right? I mean, absolutely oh. hatred going on with these two guys. Um, and could you only imagine if people weren't there to break this thing up, what would have happened at that point? And it felt good to have to get involved in this. And I'm curious to see what the penalty will be for this one. Yeah, it's one of those two where the Giants aren't going anywhere this year. Uh, Rams might be pretty good, even though today was, was, was ugly. So they're probably not going to see each other again. Right. But – they appeared to throw punches at each other after the game. It was hard to tell by the video. You saw several players on the field uh, that were getting at it, but just a kind of a wild side story to a full slate of games in the National Football League. And how about this? This Dak Prescott that you're ready to move oh on Oh, my from, goodness, they're coming after me on Twitter. 
Well, I mean, I just I, it's crazy talk, Arnie. Why is Three that crazy? The- First of all, you know what's so crazy about that is, uh, go ahead, read a couple of them. And we'll, well I was going to actually give you numbers before I went to the people. Okay. In uh, the last two weeks, Dak Prescott's thrown for 974 games in the last two weeks. It's an NFL record, 974. In the games this year, he's thrown for 266, 450 yards, 472, and, of course, 502 yards. And, I mean, I, there's not a lot of turnovers in that. There's been some mistakes. But, yeah, I just think Dak Prescott's the farthest thing from the problem right now for the Dallas Well, you know, when, when Seattle went to their Super Bowls, it's when Russell Wilson wasn't making the most amount of money out there. When Patriots went to nine Super Bowls and went six and three, that's because Tom Brady was taking hometown discounts, okay? You can't, you can't afford to pay Dak $40 million a year when your defense looks like Swiss cheese and you're one and three and probably should have been 0 and four. I mean, how is that fiscally responsible, putting all your money in the one position when your defense just looks horrific out there. And, and, and another thing, I'm not a Sam Darnold, um, Daniel Jones fan. I, I was a big Sam Darnold fan when he came in. But just one thing on this, these are two starting quarterbacks in New York for the Jets and the Giants. So it's not like I'm saying, oh, yeah, here's just some schlub. These are two starters out there that you'd only have to pay a fraction of. And if you don't like those guys, you got, I like Derek Carr. I think he could be a good quarterback. You know, Cam Newton, you got him for what, the minimum? It, not even a million dollars. Think about that. Would Who would you rather have, Dak Prescott, for $40 million a year, for four years tied up for $160 million, or Cam Newton for one, uh, one year and $1 million and spend the money on everything else? You tell me, Chris. Arnie, this idea that you could go get Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones and be better when they're 0-8 and that they're suddenly going to take a hometown discount, dude, Who's, Darnold's still going to get paid. And well, the Jets have his rights still for five get years. Paid? Yes. Who's going to pay watch. Darnold? Uh, well, you're ready to go bring him to no, Dallas. But I but – I, oh, for Jack okay. Prescott, what are you thinking right Cam now? Cam didn't get paid. Cam got less than a million dollars. That's D- my point. Dude, he's like 80 years old. Oh. This is unique. How much did he get paid at Carolina when he was in his prime, when they went to the Super Bowl and he won the MVP? You, what are you doing right now? You actually think that somebody, if Sam Darnold finishes his contract and, and, and you think somebody's going to say, hey, you come over here, we're going to pay you a King's Yes, Land. Are you absolutely. Really? Yes. Really? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, then everybody no on Twitter right mind. now is wrong for even bringing all this stuff up then. Why is that? Arnie, well, do you not pay attention to how people are paid in the league? You're looking at what's happening in New England with Cam, which, by the way, you destroyed heading into this season and thought was the dumbest thing you've ever heard in your life, and now it's the model for building a team? Uh, so, well, so it's should... pretty nice to have a quarterback making a million dollars a year when he's your starter. Yeah, but look at look at Seattle. Look at what they're paying Russell Wilson. Well, they have to. I mean, he's a you know, once-in-a-lifetime quarterback. Look at what Green Bay is Dak Prescott? Aaron Rodgers. Is Dak, wait, wait. Is Look, Dak Prescott the, the same as down, Tom Brady? Go up and down every single team in this league. Arnie, quarterbacks get paid. The Cam Newtons coming off the scrap heap are unique. Those are the anomaly. QBs get paid, man. They, it's just the reality of it. It's what you build around. This all, oh, get your quarterback on a rookie contract, and, and you'll go to the Super Bowl. That's an anomaly, too, because eventually – they want to get paid. Jared Goff got paid. So, again, I'm not trying to tell you that Dak Prescott is Russell Wilson or that Dak Prescott is Aaron Rodgers. But if the Cowboys don't give him 40 mil, somebody's going to. And Matt he's going to get paid. You, 
Where are you getting information? Cam Newton's not getting paid under. I think he's getting paid like a million dollars. Yeah, actually, you, I thought it was like nine hundred seventy thousand. But he's getting twelve dollars to be the yeah. quarterback for the Patriots, according to Arnie right now. <laughs> he's getting twelve bucks to get, uh, and, and they they give him a couple per diems here and there. So yeah, I just. I understand if you want to get mad and say, I don't want to invest in Dak Prescott. I want to well, go in a different direction. Well, you're still going right. to eventually pay a quarterback. It's Roger, the engineer, Dallas can't even win a horrible NFC East. Arnie's right. You could lose without Dak Prescott's stats are for losers. By the way, uh, Dallas can't win the NFC East. Are, have you looked at the standings, Roger? You dope. They're sitting there at one and three right now, and the team in first place is one, two, and one. Yeah, I couldn't care less about stats. I like wins, but I think Dak's proven he can win games. Do you Are, think? Like, I'll, I'll give you. Do you think Derek Carr is a good quarterback? Of course I do. I'm a All Carr right, believer. But I promise you, I'm. I'm I'm, I'll go out and let now. I promise you he won't be the quarterback for the Raiders yeah, next year. And you've year. said that for the last three years. So I'll be ahead. right what's, this year, though. You know that, Chris. What's the point? The point is, even good quarterbacks, sometimes you've got to move on from them um, and go in a different direction to help the team, but you've got so many other holes involved, and you need that money. Okay, Derek Carr's contract is team-friendly right now. Based on what quarterbacks get paid around the league, right. next year his contract's only 19.8 mil. Right. That is a bargain yes, for a quarterback a big in the bargain. National Football League. A big so bargain. So why would you move on from him? I think Gruden's had enough of him, really. I think Gruden wants to move on and wants to go. Am I wrong on that? You tell me you're the Raider fan. I think Gruden wants to go ahead and move in a different direction. I don't know how this went from being Dak Prescott <laughs> needs to go to being Derek Carr needs to go. But I, I think there is this vision that John Gruden uh, hates Derek Carr, and I don't think that's true. I think the Raiders are very happy with Derek Carr. But, I get that vision. I, I'm one of those people that but, believe that. But I'll tell you what. If, if you think that you're going to be able to not pay Dak Prescott, which you can franchise, franchise tag him forever and ever if you want, but right. you're not going to be able to pay him, and suddenly you're going to go get all these players that are difference makers, who's killing Chris, it in free agency right now? Well, I, I want to just say this. I, how many times is someone going to tell me no before I move on? Every contract I've put in front of him, he said no. No, 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 no. So what do you, what do you want me to do? You know, who's? it's my team here. How much money I got to pay this guy? He said no every time. How many times? How many contracts have I put in front of him over the last couple of years? I, it's no every time, Chris. You go until you get your man, if you believe in him. <laughs> you don't take no for an answer. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, we'll get to some of your tweets. They're really good. I've got tons of audio from today. Wasn't the most highlight-filled day, but at least some interesting conversations from the locker room that we'll get to. But first, Steve DeSager with everything that's going on in the world of sports. What's going on, Steve? Before we get to the NBA Finals, the two stats that prove the Dallas Cowboys are losers so far are the defensive ones. They, the Cleveland running back was hurt, and they still allowed a franchise record 307 yards yeah. rushing. How does that happen, people? The Cleveland Browns won a 49-38 game against you, and that included all the late Dallas scoring. So Cleveland's 3-1 and one for the first time in almost 20 years. Dallas is the first team since the Raiders eight years ago to have three games in a row where you give up 38 or more wow. the same season. And in Cowboys, proud franchise history. The only time the Cowboys have ever had three games in a row like this, giving up 38 or more, was when they were an expansion team and a winless team in 1960. That's how bad it, and as we all know, they really should be 0-4. 
this season. The Dak Prescott numbers were 41 for 58 passing, 502 yards, four touchdowns. He did have a fumble, did have an interception, did lose to the Browns. Prescott's the first Sounds NFL good. player to, uh, in three straight games, throw for at least 450 yards, though. And he yeah. has broken Kurt Warner's record, most yards through the first four games of a season. Needs to go. Kurt, Kurt Warner, 20 <laughs> years ago, that incredible start with the Rams as they were on to the Super Bowl, he had thrown about 1,500 yards passing through his first four games. It's almost 1,700 yards passing for Dak Prescott at this point wow. through four games. Put him in the Hall of Fame. There you go. Super Bowl. <laughs> Can he play defense? That's the more accurate question. The Cleveland Browns had Nick Chubb leave with a knee injury, MRI tomorrow, and rush for 300 yards. I don't even know who that dude was that was running. Ernest Johnson, on only 13 carries, had 95 yards rushing. Adam on my fantasy football team. No idea who that was. Out loud. Another crazy thing came from the NBA Finals tonight. First off, Miami was ahead almost the whole night and beat the Lakers 115-104. Jimmy Butler dominated. In fact. The people at the Elias Stat Bureau came up with this one. Jimmy Butler, in all those finals games that LeBron has played in his long career, Jimmy Butler is the first to outscore LeBron, out-rebound him, and out-assist him all in the same finals game. Even none of LeBron's teammates have done that, none of his opponents. Jimmy Butler did that tonight. 40, 40 points, 11 rebounds. 13 assists. LeBron did lead in turnovers. That that much is certain. The Lakers as a team had 10 turnovers in the first 10 minutes tonight. They were down 22 to 9. Miami wins game 3 of the NBA Finals, so the Laker lead is 2 games to 1. Game 4 is Tuesday. And it's worth repeating that two stars were missing again from the starting lineup for Miami, Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic. And Ronnie Cycli, I think, too. <laughs> they could have used him the last game. <laughs> Denny Hamlin, the NASCAR winner, golf victory for Sergio Garcia. Simona Halep, the top seed at the French Open, lost her fourth rounder. And then there's the game tonight in the NFL. Mm. Philadelphia won its first game of the young season, and they're in first wow. place in their division. Someone's going to have a home game in the playoffs. 25-20, the final at San Francisco. Tight end George Kittle, though, is back, people. He was targeted 15 times and had 15 receptions for 183 yards and a touchdown. Since this became a stat, targets just over a decade ago, meaning the pass is intended for you, whether you catch it or not, you're the receiver on the play. This ties the record for most targets with a perfect catch rate in your game. Christian McCaffrey, a running back, did so late last season. But this is 15 of 15 in the loss tonight. Nick Mullins had 18 completions. Were they all the kettle for crying out loud? (laughs) Pretty much. Jimmy Garoppolo was out (laughs) injured tonight. So Nick Mullins starts and has one touchdown, three turnovers, sacked four times, and was benched. And 49ers pass rusher Ziggy Ansah, according to Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, out with an arm injury and feared to have suffered a torn biceps. Yeesh. Yet another pass rusher for San Francisco who could be done. And, of course, running back Raheem Mostert was out again. The Niners are 2-2 two and two so far. And there was uh, the mm. Niners writer for The Athletic at one point late in the game tweeted out, Worst game tonight, Nick Mullins at quarterback or Trent Williams on the offensive line? Hmm. It was a toss-up at the time. Buffalo is 4-0 now after winning at Las Vegas, 30-23. Victories for the Colts and Rams as well. Seattle and Baltimore, each one on the road. Minnesota and Cleveland, one on the road. New Orleans came back to win at Detroit, 35-29. And a final note, as Tom Brady had five touchdown passes to come back and beat the Chargers in Tampa Bay, 38-31. The Chargers were up. 
24 to 7 late in the first half. The four touchdowns had all been scored by undrafted players, and they're starting a rookie quarterback, and they're ahead of Tom Brady on the road 24 7. The Chargers get the ball with under a minute to go till halftime on their own nine and don't take a knee. They tried to hand off from rookie quarterback to rookie running back, fumble, Bucks recover, Tom Brady touchdown pass before halftime. They come out to start the second half with three straight touchdowns, their first three drives of the second half. They come back for the win by a touchdown, 38-31. Back to you. Thanks, Gosh. Steve. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO, the only hard part figuring out which way is easier. Um, I like this from Bryce. He says, get defensive stats during the break. The defense is horrific. So in a lot of ways, I'm like, yeah, proves my point. Dak's not their problem. But Arnie could turn and say, yeah, they need to spend that money on fixing their defense, which, by the way, Jerry Jones just hasn't really always done. You know, he's, he's paid offensive linemen. He's paid wide receivers. He's paid running backs and, and, and Zeke and Amari and going out and making the moves that they did in the first round to get CeeDee Lamb. So I just don't think, Arnie, when you well, look at the problems in Dallas – your issue is is quarterback right we now. We should probably change one thing. Um, enough with Jerry. He's not calling the shots anymore. Really, it's Steven, right? I mean, he uh, last time Jerry called the shots is when he was walking up there to draft Johnny Manziel, and they ripped the card from him. So I, I think this is all Steven, and it's, it's his blueprint on what's going on right now. We're coming to you live tonight from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part is figuring out which way is easier. All right, so Paul writes, I notice Plank is ignoring all my Josh Allen tweets tonight. Uh, why would that be? Because the Bills beat the Raiders, and I don't want to talk about the Bills right now. And your coaches are dummies. They're throwing the ball around with five minutes to go in the game when they could run it out <laughs> and not even allow this thing to end up being a game. I, how in the world do the Raiders have a situation where they have an onside kick to get the ball back and potentially score to tie the game whenever they – uh, let's see. Couldn't convert a fourth and one. Derek Carr dropped the ball. Darren that was incredible. That fourth and one. I I, I don't yeah. understand that. I mean, I I just I want to like the Buffalo Bills, and I think Josh Allen's an MVP candidate. But they got they they've got to make some things happen with their coaching staff to realize it's okay to run the football here and run the clock out. By the way, Josh Norman making his season debut for the Bills look great. Look great. So maybe they have themselves a nice little addition and Josh Norman the rest of the season to, to help him out. But I'll say this much. Yeah. If you want to go with the, oh, go get a quarterback and develop him in the draft and, and spend your money, money Buff- other Buffalo's places. Buffalo's the blueprint there. Buffalo's a nice little blueprint for Miami's that. Miami's the blueprint next year with Tua. We'll see as oh, far that, as that is concerned. I mean, he's in, in my the, no game Hall of Fame to him. I was just about ready to yeah. say. I mean, we, we, are, <laughs> we are in a situation right now where – we have the evidence of just how good Josh Allen truly is in the offense that is diverse, creative, a lot of motion, a lot of confusion. You have pieces that fit perfectly with this offense and Singletary and, and Beasley, and they go out and they get Stephon Diggs, who's going up and making plays left and right. Oh, that was a great pickup, huh? Unbelievable. That's exactly what he needed. That's why you give up a first-round pick to go get a guy like that. Miami, Arnie, I know you've got him in your no-game Hall of Fame, but we yeah. we still need to see as far as that is concerned. A couple of other things. Oh, 
Daryl. I thought I blocked Daryl because his takes are the worst. <laughs> I mean, is, is this dude the – is he the least I like his takes. Fan? Yeah. You're right. You see how much in the tank plank is with his teams. The yeah. Raiders were walking up the ball when they were down 30-16. to 16. Zero sense of urgency. True. Well, they don't have to. They don't have to because the Bills are dummies and throw the ball around and don't run it to kill the clock. Gruden can't wait to move on from that clown car. True. He has a great arm, but he won't let it go down the field. Arnie, he's had chance after chance after chance to move on from him, and he has it, number one. And number two, they took shots down the field, and they all got called back from penalties. They had a touchdown to Aguilar, and some dope named Foster Moreau is running down the field when he's an ineligible receiver. So don't come here with that garbage. And their number one pick, Henry Ruggs, hasn't been on the field since, I think, like week two, week one of the season. So, yeah, get out of here with that. That's, that's garbage. Let me block him again. So wow, look how sensitive you Darryl. are. Not sensitive. I just hate inaccuracies. Don't you not like people that are wrong, Arnie? I mean, there is a right and wrong in the sports world. And Daryl is wrong. Um, let's see. There's a couple of others here that I wanted to get to. Uh, Bryce writes, smack Arnie. Dak has put up MVP numbers with a defense that is playing with paper bags over their heads. Enough. He's been sensational. You will be paying any quarterback $40 million a year with this type of offense. A couple things on that. First of all, scoring's up. So we're saying that about a lot of defenses out there. I mean, uh, Green Bay's put up a lot of points, uh, uh, over 35 points the first couple of games. I mean, a lot of defenses are looking pretty average out sure. there. So I'm not so sure if they're really that bad or offenses are just so much ahead and defenses will catch up later on. I don't know. Jonas Knox keeps telling me that that's all about officiating. So we'll see. We'll see oh, yeah, well, they're not out. calling as much holding, and obviously that's going to result in more points. There's no doubt about that. All right, when we come back, uh, DeSager's going to dive into a conversation that some people love and some people hate. Ratings. And who had better ratings tonight, the NBA or the NFL? That's next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Even though I don't think we should be talking sports uh, right. tonight, I think we should be focusing on being safe, socially distanced, and wearing masks. Uh, I feel like I've done a good job of making sure we intertwine Twitter into the show tonight, Arnie. <laughs> I know you usually complain that we don't do enough of the tweets, but I've made a conscious effort to dive into it. Like this from MGM John, who writes, Marcus Mariota is just Hawaiian Darren, Derek Carr, but with more injuries. That's actually incorrect. Uh, Mariota actually has a playoff win, which Derek Carr does not. Uh, Steve DeSager comes rolling into the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Numbers is what DeSager is all about. What's going yeah. on, Steve? If I may quote a host named Chris Plank from about a decade ago, sarcasm doesn't come across oh, in gosh, radio. Yeah. No, it, it never comes well. across well in radio. <laughs> I got to remind myself of that all the time. That has been in evidence this evening as well, by the way. Uh, shocking that Miami took game three of the NBA Finals, led most of the night against the Lakers, and Jimmy Butler starred not only a triple-double, but 40 points as part of a triple-double. Mm. For a guy to, in a Finals game, score 40, that's quite impressive. To score 40 in a Finals game and not even attempt a three-point shot, that's what happened tonight. Unless you're Shaq or Kareem, that's never happened in an NBA Finals wow. game. And the three-point line's been out of, out there for, for 40 years in the NBA. In a finals game, 40 points without even trying a three. Meanwhile, the Lakers tried 42 more tonight. <laughs> but if they're going to make a third of them, which seems to be better than some of the regular season games, they'll this probably keep it up. And Miami's going to give them that, especially if Adebayo is not playing down low. But the shooting from the guards was horrific tonight. The starting guards for the Lakers were one for 11 from the floor. And then off the bench, Rajon Rondo and Alex Caruso were a combined three for 12. You throw in the turnovers from LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They combined for 13 turnovers, just the two of them. Right. And the Lakers, down 22 to 9 early in the game, wind up losing. The obvious question for some, okay, we had head-to-head. We had Sunday night football with a winless Philadelphia team at San Francisco playing a backup quarterback. Or NBA Finals Game 3, which includes LeBron James. 
Well, obviously the numbers aren't out two hours after, <laughs> but I think we can very safely predict that football's going to win this, and this ha- this is how we probably know, because a few nights ago, the Thursday night matchup was Jets-Broncos, for crying out loud. Which ended up being a pretty good game, right? You- that wound up being the top-rated TV show for cable or otherwise, sports or otherwise, on Thursday night. Now, it was down to 5.4 million viewers, which for the NFL is low, but no other TV show had those numbers, not Celebrity Family Feud, not the baseball clinchers of the playoffs that ESPN had. Broncos, Jets, 5.4 million viewers, and it was only on NFL Network. That wasn't a Fox game. That doesn't start till next How does Judge Judy said she gets like 10 million viewers every show? How does she get that many? Oh, that's a syndication. That's completely, okay. it's not okay. all, all at the same time. It's not like a network thing. <laughs> right. It's completely it separate category. Board, right. yes. yeah. Tomorrow night, we will have the two Monday night games. And keep in mind, with the Chiefs-Patriots starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, that means that the second game is going to be starting when Kansas City's just beginning the second half. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs trying for a 4-0 start for the fourth straight year. The kickoff at 8.50 p.m. Eastern, Atlanta at Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are 3-0. and In fact, this was a stunner. In each of their first three games, the Packers, first team in NFL history to do this, they have at least 35 points scored and no turnovers in each of the first three games huh. so far. Huh. Meanwhile, Atlanta could be 0-4 after tomorrow night. That would be their first 0-4 start in over 20 years. And will they get another double-digit lead in the fourth quarter and just blow that and make it interesting? Well, they are the first team already to lose twice in a season when leading by at least 15 in the fourth quarter. And they've done that just their last two games. It's early season. This might still happen again, people. And, of course, there's Detroit. If you want to talk about these categories, they were up double digits early against New Orleans and blew another lead today. New Orleans 35-29. The only team in NFL history to lose three of their first four games after holding double-digit leads. That's wild. Great stuff to Sager. All right, when we come back, we're hitting the locker rooms, buy or sell, and Arnie's picks on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour for us, live from the Geico yes. Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. After four weeks, I know this. We'll debate and discuss coming up here in moments. Oh, yes. Got highlights. We've got sound. But I, you, you tell me the boss called you? you no, I called call the boss. From, oh, you called Scott Shapiro? I oh, called Scott Shapiro. Well, you know, I got inspired. Right. Um, over the words of what Kyrie had to say when he said, we don't really need a coach. You know, he right. could coach one day. So I called I called our bosses, uh, Scott Shapiro, Don Martin, everybody all up the chain. I said, you know, we really don't need a boss. Um, I could be the boss one day. Um, Plank could be the boss one day. Um, just like Kyrie said, you could, uh, anybody could be the coach. Anybody could be the boss. I think they, I think they were very receptive toward that. I think they were like, okay, we're going to get back to you. Just like the, <laughs> just, just like the garbage I heard out of Kyrie. Okay. You don't need a coach because you, you could be the coach one day and Kevin Durant could be the coach one day and I could be the coach one day. That'd be great. So I, I, if I tell you that I wasn't all that outraged and that wasn't big on my radar. Really? That, that was ridiculous. I couldn't care less. How about Who if cares? you were Steve Nash and you were listening to all that garbage? Don't care. It's some stupid podcast. Yeah. Go to your thing. 
I want to watch the NBA Finals. I don't care about what Kyrie. <laughs> so I, again, I'm not doubting that it's a big yeah. story. But for me, if I'm clicking around and some dude's bringing up Kyrie Irving on a podcast, I'm like, there's eight bazillion basketball podcasts out there. I'm sure <laughs> there there's is, stupid yes. things that are said on every single podcast. Click on to the next no, but thing. I, I just thought that was funny because, like, can you imagine if I said oh. to the bosses, yeah, we don't need any bosses. I'm going to be the boss one day and – uh, you know, uh, the Sager's going to be the boss one day. We're just going to take turns. It's kind of funny when you do think about the difference a coach can make. And so many times you hear fans say, I could coach that team. Yeah. Really? <laughs> you think Eric, you don't think, oh, and everyone That's what Kyrie's dog, saying, yeah. everyone would dog on Eric Spolstra. And now look, I mean, he's got, he's proven to be one of the best coaches in the league. Yeah. You tell me pop doesn't make a difference. So yeah, I just say, I think that's always one of my favorite funny takes that are out there. But so, uh, when do you get your call back? Do you yeah, know? They're gonna yet? let me know about that. that they're gonna <laughs> check into that. <laughs> All right, uh, I mentioned I want to get to Twitter coming up here in just a bit. But uh, tomorrow, doubleheader Monday Night Football. We'll put a wrap on Week Four of the National Football League. It feels like it's flying by, but in the same vein, it feels like it's kind of dragging with all the COVID conversation. So, with that in mind, Arnie, I'll let you start. After four weeks of the NFL season, I know this. After four weeks of the NFL season, I know this. The Houston Texans are donezo. <laughs> Only one team's come back starting the season 0-4 and made the playoffs. I believe that was like the 92 Chargers. Um, they're done. Their coach is done. Uh, is he also the GM? Uh, he's yes. done. Is yes. he the owner too? He's, he's not the done. owner. <laughs> I, I, okay, so I thought he was everything. I thought he owned the team also. Enough, enough. Time to move on. You can't fire Deshaun Watson because you gave the new contract and the big money. So somebody's got to take the fall. You're 0-4. Gee, what a shocker. I told you this was going to happen. And it's in a division that's not even very good. I know their schedule's been remarkably hard. I don't see it getting uh, this team turning it around. They've got to move on. Uh, I know after four weeks that the uh, Houston Texans are donezo. All right, after four weeks of the season, I know that this year's rookie crop at quarterback has the potential to be special. Now, I'm not a knee-jerk guy. Uh, I want to wait, obviously, and see Tua. I don't know if there's going to be any of these later-round dudes that end up having to develop or get forced into action. So we'll see. I've been very much on the... Let's all hold up because we were saying the same things about Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield through a couple of weeks of their first season. But everything I've seen from Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and what I think I'm going to see whenever Tua Tungabailoa gets that opportunity, Arnie, after four weeks of this season, I think this at least these two rookie quarterbacks have the chance to be pretty pretty special and I know now we look back at 2017 and say gosh I mean do you even want to keep Sam Darnold do you move on from this guy Josh Allen's a star Lamar Jackson's a star but I just can't help but think that we've got ourselves from the 2019 draft class wait with that is that right yeah 20 no 2020 draft class we have ourselves a pretty special quarterback crew and you know what uh Cincinnati as as bad as their record has been yeah I think they're going to win a few more games this oh, year. Oh, absolutely. Mixing absolutely. stays healthy. 
Well, matter of fact, I'll say that, that uh, four weeks into the season, I know this. New York is the worst football team in the NFL. I know what you're saying. Who, the Jets <laughs> or the Giants? Doesn't make a difference. You can just pick one. Just say both of them kind of combined together. They're both horrible. One, and it's like horse racing, where there's one and one A. That's what the Jets and Giants are. They're like one and one A to see who's the worst in the NFL. It's going to be a race. Um, it, it's a race for Trevor Lawrence. It's disgusting. I mean, can you imagine living in New York and having to put up with garbage like that? Unbelievable that the Jets and Giants could be that bad. That bad. Ah, oh, it's it's just horrific. And that by the way, that's bad for the NFL. Remember when the Sixers weren't good and the Lakers weren't good and the Knicks weren't good? That wasn't very good for the NBA. It's not good when the Jets and Giants are just horrible like they are right now. Yeah, and you're in a pretty good battle right now for TV ratings between those who claim that they're never watching again because of social justice issues, but then you see them tweeting about the football game, or those who say, I'm never watching the NFL again, and in your mind you're like, I don't think I've ever heard you talk about the NFL before. But as as a whole, it always helps whenever you're – is is New York one or two? One of the largest markets on the – in the planet is good at football and New York is, it's just not. All right. So this one is going to be kind of a captain obvious, but because I have this stat, I want to use it. Uh, After four weeks of this season, I know that the NFC East is not good. And that might be being very generous. The Eagles are in first place after its win tonight, despite running three plays all season while leading in the fourth quarter. The Giants and Cowboys have yet to run any plays in the fourth quarter when they're leading a football game, Arnie. And Washington has run 11 plays in the fourth quarter with a lead, all of those in week one against the Eagles. Think courtesy of ESPN Stats and Info. The Eagles have run three plays all season with a lead in the fourth quarter. The Giants and and the Cowboys, I think, are a good football team. They haven't run any so far. What's, what's going on? Amazing. Amazing. That that shows you how bad that division is, like you said. that That's an embarrassment. I, I mean, I really wish we didn't even have to take a team there from that division. I know a lot of people are joking about that. Um, <laughs> by the way, four weeks into the season, I know the Buffalo Bills already have clinched the division. Oh, really uh, Patriots will lose to Kansas City, drop to two and two, and it is O V E R uh, for everybody in the AFCs except for the Buffalo Bills. Um, the Patriots will start sinking downhill. Maybe the Dolphins try to stay above water, but I doubt it. And the Jets already are on the clock with the number one pick. So right. um, that's what you got. I've got two more. It pains me to say that I absolutely agree with you on that front. Again, like I said, I just I think there's some things they can do smarter clockwise. Their schedule gets much more challenging the next two weeks for Buffalo. They go to Tennessee, we think, next week, uh, and then they'll play the Chiefs. But uh, then it's in division. And when you get in division, even though they were only able to beat the Jets by 10 in a game that was very weird, uh, and they're going to be the Jets again. They'll probably be the Patriots again. But they're looking really good right now at 4 No, I've been impressed with Buffalo so far. All right, here's one. Yeah. After four weeks of the NFL season, I think the Browns have finally figured it out how to use Baker Mayfield. Here's here, here's what it is. And John Middlecoff has talked about this with us a lot on this show, and he's talked about it on his 3 and Out podcast. I, I mean, listen, I love Baker Mayfield. I loved covering him. He's one of my favorite dudes on the planet. But 
he doesn't need to tr- be trying to run away from defenders. He's not He's not Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson back there. He's not Steve Young. He's a guy that, again, has some escapability, but he's not going to be a dude that's making guys miss left and right. And I think they finally found the proper way. Kevin, uh, their, their head coach, Kevin Stefanski, is using him right in the rollouts, uh, in, in really getting that running game going and getting it going with a backup today. So uh, I'm starting to think more and more that when we talk about the best divisions in football, Arnie, we look at the NFC West right now. I think that the uh, I think that the AFC North might be, if not a close second, a one A with the way the Steelers have started, seeing what the Bengals can potentially be, and then of course the Ravens and the Browns. So give me a little bit of Cleveland right now, and finally figuring oh. out how to properly use Baker. Yeah, but they have no defense. Um, four weeks into this uh, regular season, I know this: Buffalo, Tampa. The Saints, only three teams that could beat Kansas City. Otherwise, Kansas City going to go 16-0. And guess what? None of them will beat them because Kansas City will go 16-0 because they'll sure up the defense. Nobody's going to be able to keep up with them offensively because everybody's defense is not very good. And believe me, Buffalo, yes, they're 4-0, but they're a little bit like fool's gold. Yes, the Buccaneers are better with Brady and what he's done, but let's face it, that defense is not the best and this the only one that really scares me is the saints but i think they get by them so they're going to go 16 and 0 they're going to lose next week to the raiders so oh, stop. I'm, just, I'm throwing that out there right it's going to be 80 degrees in kansas city so the raiders <laughs> are going to roll the chiefs next week and get back on track all right one more from me yeah and and i don't i don't like to get too caught up in the mvp conversation this early in the season and i know two weeks in i had kyler murray winning the mvp but four weeks into the nfl season I think he can lock it up. I think he can throw away the key. I think we're looking at a – and Mahomes is always going to be in this conversation, but sometimes in the NFL when you win it, they're like, okay, you got your award. Time to look somewhere else. I think we got ourselves a good old-fashioned two-man shootout for the MVP right now. I think it's Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, and we'll see a little bit more of Aaron Rodgers tomorrow night. Yes, I know that might be – that might be shuddering Josh Allen a little bit, though I think he's in that conversation, which is still crazy to say, yes, Patrick Mahomes is going to be in that conversation. You know, we'll see if anyone continues to emerge like Kyler Murray. But, Arnie, I think this is an Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson kind of year, and I hate individual award conversations, but after four weeks, I think those two guys are the front runners right now. Yeah, I'd probably give it to Rodgers. We'll see what happens, but you're right. Not, not a big deal for me. My last take, I, uh, I went ahead and pimped it on out to Michael uh, on uh, on Twitter. So Michael's going to do my last one. After four weeks, uh, he writes, the Bills could lose their last 12 games and still end up with more wins than both New York teams combined. Uh, and I believe that is to be true, too. So I'm, I'm going to go with Michael on that one. So with that in mind, yes. just, just a real quick thought before we grab a timeout and hit the locker rooms. Let's look at the Jets' schedule first. Where is their win? Where is their win? They've got Arizona next week. I'm not going to go all the way down the schedule, but right. in a very unique scheduling quirk, they do play the Dolphins in back-to-back weeks. They go to right. Miami on November 5th, have the bye week, and then they play Miami again. I mean, they play the Raiders. But where is their win on that schedule right now when you start looking up and down the Jets? Because I don't know I don't know if they're going to be favored at all the rest no. of the season. They may be favorite at home against the Dolphins, but I doubt it. There is zero wins on the schedule for the Jets. Maybe, maybe they steal one at home against the Dolphins. 
But other than that, they will only have one win at most. All right, how about the Giants? I've got two options. Well, of course, the Redskins twice. They actually play them in two weeks on October 18th, and they turn around and play them on November 8th. Uh, They go to Cincinnati on November 29th. They host the Browns on December 20th. But I don't know, Arnie. It's looking tough for them to scratch the win column. Yeah, one win for them also, home against Washington. Maybe they steal a second game somewhere, but it won't be at Cincinnati. It won't be against the Cardinals. It won't be against the Browns. Maybe I'll just stick at one. Maybe they beat the Cowboys. They're pretty bad. Uh-oh. Stop um, it. So what maybe, are you doing? Yeah. So maybe two wins. They'll still win against the Cowboys. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, the best plays of the day and the best reactions. It's all coming up with Arnie and Plank right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality podcast this is where we discuss all things reality tv all things popular culture and a little bit of rapaport's reality the reality of us we're figuring out and if we had been recording these last four or five days it it would have been been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Arnie Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Did I already say that? Uh, Football, Sunday night. To recap, not only a full week, but preview Monday Night Football. Brandon's mad at me. Here, oh, go ahead, Arnie. Well, just real quick, I just want to give you the back page New York Post. Fans stunned as LeBron James walks off court during NBA Finals. Not a good look. How many fans were at that game? Did I miss something there? I just... <laughs> I, I, I warned you guys. I warned you guys earlier. I have I this sixth. I have yes, this sixth sense with what outrages people, uh, and something dumb like that in an empty arena is going to outrage people. <laughs> Apparently, I outrage Fans Brandon. Fans are outraged. Ha ha ha! Brandon writes on Twitter, which apparently is laughing. Really, Rogers and Wilson, the MVP front runners. It's Patrick's award to lose, barring a major injury. Are you sure it's not Pat Mahomes? Anyway, I, uh, Patrick Mahomes right now is the Michael Jordan of the NFL. But I think if Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson stay on this path, uh, the NFL outside of Peyton Manning's awards, they'll sometimes space this out. Lamar had it last year, Patrick the year before. I know that he got hurt, so that hurt it. But I just, I, I just, I don't think he cares, number one. And I don't think it's going to be a situation where they're going to, they're going to allow Russell Wilson, if he continues on this path, Arnie, to continue to be the guy that's ignored in the MVP voting. I just, I think it's very calculated. Yes, Patrick Mahomes could win the MVP award every single year if he stays in this offense and they continue to roll like this. But they've, they've always kind of diversified their portfolio, so to speak. So, Brandon, he's the best player. There you go. Are you happy as a well, Chiefs but fan? Just you just want they- everything? Well, just one thing on that, if, if Kansas City dominates, um, then their statistically sure. they'll go down because they'll just run the you yeah. know run the ball out in second halves. But you could probably say the same thing for Seattle and Green Bay, though. Green Bay, um, their defense is like a sip. So I see a yeah. lot of hot, uh, high-scoring games with them, you know? Yeah, and then let's let's not forget, Kansas City is doing things a little differently this year. Uh, a lot of running. Clyde edwards Elaire is yeah. a major part of that. Uh, and, yeah, the, the no-look passes are cool and the dimes that he drops, but – Again, they, they they tend to reward those who have been kind of battling to get that notoriety. Uh, and I think Russell Wilson will be that guy this year. All right, a couple of other tweets real quick before we hit some audio. Uh, Pete, our D.C. slash Oakland insider, writes, after four weeks of the NFL season, I know this, all four NFC East teams should all retire their nicknames and not even be allowed to be called football teams. That's from our man Pete in Oakland. I like that. Yeah, they may have to do that. It's, you know, are we going to get another 7-9 and nine team in the playoffs now? Uh, because that's what the winner of that division is going to be, or is it going to be 8-8? Eight and eight? It's going to be right around there. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a hot take at you. I think the, I think the Cowboys are going to get on a run. I think the Eagles are going to get on a run. I think they're going to be a little bit better record-wise. Now, granted, it doesn't help you too much whenever you're sitting there right now at uh, one and three if you're Dallas and uh, you're, what, a quarter of the way through the season. You can't, you can't have too many mistakes, but I don't know. I, I, think, I think nine and seven is going to win that division. 
I'll stick with that. Nine and seven. Arnie probably thinks what six and ten will win the NFC East right yeah, now. Yeah, five and eleven. Five no, and I mean, eleven. It, it may be seven and nine, <laughs> eight and eight. I could, I could certainly see eight and eight, uh, but seven and nine may be a possibility. I, I like this. Uh, Paul writes. I want the Bills to throw the game against the Jets so they don't get Trevor Lawrence. Oh, don't worry, <laughs> don't worry, because you know exactly what will happen is the the Jets will end up with a one number one pick in the draft. And they'll draft Panay Sewell, which it would not be a bad pick, but they'll rebuild their offensive line instead of taking Trevor Lawrence. Uh, we'll get to more tweets like, coming up here in just a bit. Well, by the way, then, if if they do something so stupid, you know you know who he, Trevor Lawrence really wants to go to, and he's not in any. they're not in any talk of having the number one pick, but they're pretty damn close to getting Vegas? the number one pick. No. All right. How about the Falcons? Is he saying he wants to go there? Well, he go. I didn't say he said that, but he goes goes to school at Clemson, not too far from Atlanta, is it? Uh, well, you're right, but I just, I, I Atlanta's another one of those teams that's been so close. I don't see them continuing to tank. I know that. See, that's the, the only year. problem, though. They they're not going to get to them. They'll probably get like the number three or number four pick when it's all said and done. Huh. Well, with that in mind, let's hit a couple of... By the way, uh, Dupree writes, what is Plank smoking? Which take are you talking about tonight, Dupree? That's the hard part. Which take would you accuse me of being high whenever I threw out there? The one where we need to start talk, stop talking about sports and focusing on what really matters? Uh, the idea that I think that the NFC East winner is going to be 9-7. and seven. I, I almost got through that with a straight face. I mean, there's a lot of different accusations you can make on that front tonight, right? A lot of them. The one that the Oklahoma Sooners are going to be okay, Arnie, and this is just fine, and there's nothing to see here, and uh, we're going to roll the rest of the year. That no, could that, be that's one. not going to happen. You you probably wish they never got college football off the off the mat. Can you believe that the way you guys look? And now you got Texas, who just thinks as much as you guys. Yeah, do? I was going to oh, say, you trying to build up Texas to me? Yeah. What are we going to have this old Texas? No, I said they think as just as much as you guys do. Uh, I threw that in there. Well, let's throw a couple of highlights from today. Now, again, it, it was not one of those days to where you look back and you had that amazing walk off finish, but there, uh, there, there were some big plays throughout the day that I guess, for lack of a uh, of a better way, did catch our eye. How about Arnie Spanier? The performance today by your boy, Joe Burrow, who got the win for the Cincinnati Bengals thanks to, oh gosh, you want to talk about trying to make myself feel good about the Sooners. Thanking, uh, thanks to a former Sooner in Joe Mixon, who some thought wouldn't even play today. Burrow will line up in the shotgun. He'll hand it to Mixon. Go Mixon Joe. bursting through the Joe. middle to yeah. the 10, the 5. Woo. Touchdown! Joe Mixon and the Bengals, his third of the day. So Mixon did not have a touchdown this season. He had two running touchdowns and a receiving touchdown. Mixon now has four career multi-touchdown games. According to NFL Research, Arnie, the Bengals are 3-0 and in games when that happens. By, by the way, is that fan appreciation day that they let the fans do uh, the color commentary? I didn't know that. That's nice of them where, where you oh, get to cheer man. on the air to like that. That's uh, nice. That's, that's pretty cold-blooded. Meanwhile, Tom Brady, <laughs> uh, Bengals end up winning tonight in their first game. Uh, Tom Brady, very impressive today, even though oh, he didn't throw a big six, but uh, threw for... I mean, you, you. I think he's still throwing touchdown passes. Here's the snap at Scotty Miller. Brady throws a pass near side. Like caught ball by Vaughn. Three, two, one. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Vaughn's first catch of his career. And it's six for the Bucks. So Tom Brady set the NFL record as the oldest player to have three or more touchdown passes in back-to-back games. He breaks the record previously held by 
Tom Brady, who did so at the age of 41 in weeks four through five in 2018. So, yeah. You like I like that. I thought you were, I thought you were going to tell me like George Bland or something like that. I was I was trying to rack my bread. I go, what other quarterback could have thrown for that many touchdowns? I couldn't come up with one of them. You know, I, I I can't help it when they show the pictures of George Blanda whenever he was at the same age as Tom Brady is right now. Looks like your grandfather. I, exactly. It's like how how is that even possible? <laughs> uh, and then of course, just one final thought as far as numbers are concerned. It was a. And it was an historic day for Dak Prescott. But unfortunately, as bad as Cleveland's defense might be as a whole, they stepped up big time when they needed to. Prescott in the shotgun. He's back to pass. He throws down by the goal line. And it's picked (laughs) off by Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward's got it. And he may have put this one right to bed. The Cowboys have allowed 38 or more points now in three straight games for the second time in franchise history. I think DeSager brought this note up earlier. The first time was 1960 when they went 0-11-1. The Browns ended up turning fumbles by Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott into two touchdowns. The Browns have now scored 31 points off turnovers, which is the most in the NFL, and Cowboys opponents have had 31 points off turnovers this year, which is tied for the most. Ezekiel Elliott, is is he back? Is he playing? I didn't know that. Okay, that's good to know. I thought he was still in Cabo. Is that where he was last year, Cabo? I thought he just stayed there. That's and, that's where he was rehabbing. Yeah. Okay, so he must be rehabbing. I didn't know he came back. Maybe he should go back to Cabo. Uh, if I'm a Cowboy fan, he's public enemy number one. This guy's done nothing but been a big bust since, he's been, since he got back from Cabo. I'd be saying, go back there and then whatever you forgot there, bring it on back to um the score was 41 14 um when they went into the fourth quarter so don't act like this was some close game and Dak Prescott kept the minute this wasn't a close game this was a runaway by Cleveland going into the fourth all right I have post game sound from Dak Prescott does he agree with you Arnie and John Gruden continued to defend his quarterback You guys all say he hates him. We'll have that. Plus, Josh Allen, a solid start, MVP caliber start for Josh Allen. But before we get to the locker rooms, are the Zooms, I guess. Steve DeSager comes rolling in one final time tonight to get us caught up on everything. What's up, Steve? A reminder of what's coming up. We have the two Monday night football games without Cam Newton, New England at Kansas City, 7 p.m. Eastern, and then winless Atlanta at undefeated Green Bay. That won't kick off till 8.50 p.m. Eastern time. Let's go. The two American League Division Series each start Monday at neutral sites in Southern California. Five straight days, no off days, Monday through Friday. The A's-Astros game one is tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern time from Dodger Stadium, about 90 degrees in L.A. Monday. Yes, the Houston Astros are playing at Dodger Stadium all week this week. The Yankees-Rays game one is 8 p.m. Eastern time. The two National League Division Series don't start till Tuesday. They'll be in the state of Texas with most of the games on FS1. We did have NBA Finals game three tonight. Lakers up two games to one now, and game four is Tuesday. Miami beat the Lakers tonight, led most of the night, 115-104. Jimmy Butler was 14 of 20 shooting from the floor. Finished with 40 points, 11 rebounds, 13 assists. Miami was missing two injured starters again. LeBron James had 25 points, 8 assists, 8 turnovers. Anthony Davis, 15 points in the loss. In fact, at one point, third quarter, Anthony Davis had 5 points, 5 turnovers, 4 fouls on the stat sheet. But in NBA Finals history, teams down 2-0 in the series. 
Only four of the 34 teams have recovered to win it all. We'll see wow. if Miami can even even things up on Tuesday night. NASCAR winner at Talladega was Denny Hamlin, his seventh victory of the season. Hamlin went from sixth to first on the final lap. Eric Jones finished second place. Ty Dillon, a career-best third. That race went to triple overtime, 12 extra laps. Next Sunday at Charlotte's Road Course, four drivers will be eliminated from the postseason contention. That'll be the sixth of the ten races on their playoff schedule. Roger Federer and Serena Williams will each play the Australian Open Tennis Tournament in January with attendance, they say, of up to 50% capacity there. Federer's missed most of this year after knee surgery. Williams just withdrew from the French Open recently, citing an Achilles injury. Notable because Serena still won Grand Slam title short of the all-time record of 24 set by an Australian, Margaret Court. Meanwhile, the French Open continues and the top seed, Simona Halep, is out. Lost her fourth-round match and Rafael Nadal won easily the men's number two. Number one, Novak Djokovic plays a fourth-round match tomorrow. And do you know we have the Masters still coming up this sports calendar year. It's going to be a mid-November for the golfers. The PGA Tour is going to be in Las Vegas for the next couple of weeks. There was a tournament in Mississippi this weekend, and Sergio Garcia took it by one stroke. The Sunday night NFL game went to Philadelphia 25-20 at San Francisco as the Eagles had back-to-back touchdowns with under six minutes left. One on offense, then one on defense. In fact, the Eagles defense had five sacks tonight. Tight end George Kittle returned and in defeat had 15 receptions on 15 targets, 183 yards and a score. Buffalo's 4-0 after winning at Las Vegas 30-23. Josh Allen, three total touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, six catches for 115 yards. You know, the Bills are averaging about 30 points a game so far. The Raiders had only one punt today, but on three straight drives in the second half, fumbled twice and they were stopped on a fourth and one. The Bills, uh, the Bills, 4-0, but the Bears are not 4-0. They lost at home 19-11 to Indianapolis as the Colts' Rodrigo Blankenship went 4-4 on field goals. The Bears rushing as the team, 16 carries, just 28 yards. That game was moved to the late afternoon after the KC home game was postponed today. Rams over the winless Giants, 17-9. Giants were 0-4 in red zone possessions, no touchdowns. The Rams' offense was no great shakes today. After the first drive, a touchdown. The Rams just nine first downs on nine drives the rest of the game. Seattle's 4-0 after winning at Miami, 31-23. Baltimore wins at Washington. In fact, Washington 1-3. They were tied for first place in the NFC East. Now the Eagles are first at 1-2-1. Cleveland's 3-1 after winning at Dallas, 49-38. Nick Chubb left with a knee injury. MRI Monday. Chargers running back Austin Eckler was carted off first quarter of the loss at Tampa Bay. Looked like a serious hamstring injury. In fact, he was on crutches afterwards, could miss multiple weeks. Hamstring and knee injury as he was helped off. The Chargers blew a 24-7 late first half lead and lost at Tampa Bay 38-31 as Tom Brady threw five touchdown passes. Bucks tight end O.J. Howard with an Achilles injury may be out for the year. Minnesota and New Orleans each one on the road. Home victories for Carolina and Cincinnati. And finally, college football. Clemson and Alabama still 1-2 in the polls. Number 23, Louisiana, returned to the rankings without playing. Last month, it made their first appearance in the AP Top 25 since the 1940s with the win at Iowa State. Now that looks like a great win. <laughs> Iowa State's in at number That's 24 right. after they, they beat Oklahoma, which is now unranked. Texas fell to number 22. Yesterday, six ranked teams lost to unranked opponents. Central Florida is out of the rankings entirely after blowing the big lead against Tulsa last night. By the way, Alabama's streak of poll appearances is up to 201 consecutive weeks, fourth longest all time. 
Nebraska still has the record, almost 350 straight weeks through 2002. Florida State and Florida each had long streaks of about 200 through roughly 2002. But yes, the Pac-12 released a schedule recently. They won't start still till November the 7th. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. Have a great week, buddy. Can't wait until next Sunday night. Mm -hmm. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part is figuring out which way is easier. By the way, i got to be honest with you. I'm I'm still kind of surprised that Texas stayed ranked. But, yeah, maybe that's just bitter Sooner fan coming out of me. All right, quick trip through the locker room. Because we do this every uh, show a little bit late. Arnie's picks coming up here in just a bit. We had mentioned the frustration in Dallas and Dak Prescott. The numbers are phenomenal. But from a turnover perspective, it has been rather challenging in Big D. We keep hurting ourselves on offense, putting our defense in a bad, uh, bad spot, and and that's that's what's and not starting fast enough, and that's what's uh, been killing us over the past few games. And once again, it's what hurt us tonight. You know, Dak, there's there's Dak taking yeah. a little bit of the responsibility, Arnie, because he says, "Hey, uh, we keep putting our defense in a bad spot with some of the turnovers that that they've had, and that's what you know you're supposed to do as a leader." But I, I just. I think their defense is just bad. I don't. Well, I'll defend them on that. Yes, the defense is very bad. How did it get to be like this? How did I pick them to go to the Super Bowl and had to change it after the first week? How did everybody think that, oh, this is the year that the Cowboys are loaded offensively and we didn't pay attention to how bad that defense is? Or are all the defenses that bad? You know, this is the highest scoring year so far to date. It's unbelievable with all the points out there. Do you know what? I'm a little bit disappointed in you. Yeah. Because... I don't know if you've noticed this about yourself, but yes. you like to make sure we all know when you're right. This is one prediction that you nailed. Oh, it was, it was the overs, yeah. Yeah, and, and saying that you thought the offenses would be well ahead of the defenses coming out of quarantine. Uh, well, I'm sorry, coming out of no exhibition season. Right. Uh, no exhibition games. So I was a little bit more of the mindset, oh, maybe we'll have some turnovers, but you're right. And we can debate whether it's being called different, but right now the offenses are very much ahead of the defenses. Well, I you see that I was right, but I was wrong. I thought it would be okay. high scoring because the 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 tackling would be shoddy and um just the offenses are way ahead of the defenses. But is it because that the referees are not calling the holding as much? I mean, they're significantly down. So I mean that that certainly could be one of the reasons why um that there's so much high scoring. And another thing is they're also jacking up the numbers in Vegas. So all the games that are usually supposed to go over, I mean, this, most of them are still going over, but now they're up there at like 54, 55, kind of crazy with the way they're inching up those overs out there in Vegas. Speaking of crazy, do you buy this? We, no, no buy or sell tonight uh, because if Todd Furman isn't in, we can't have buy or sell. Right. But buy or sell what Bruce Arians is laying out here post-game after the Bucks win over the Chargers. I told Anthony after the game, I said, you got a great one. The retreating play, that looked like Mahomes where we had an all-out blitz and he just kept retreating and throwing a dime down the field. And, uh, you know, for rookies to make plays like that, you know they're special. Now, I don't know if he uh, wants to get too carried away comparing Justin Herbert to Patrick Mahomes, but I think we do buy that he's got something potentially special with the Chargers right now oh. in Herbert. Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Uh, and I hate to see Tyrod Taylor lose his starting job because the doctor punctured his lung. But my goodness, man, I don't take this kid out of the lineup now from here on out for the next decade. That's uh, my new starting quarterback there. Uh, Derek Carr with this take is my spirit animal. I'm sick of losing. I'm sick of working as hard as, as, as I do and as we do and going out there and, and losing. I mean, it's, it's, it sucks. Enough is enough. You know, I think that's my message. You know, I'm excited, you know, obviously for that. I dreamed of it when I got drafted here. I looked all those stats up and was like, man, I want to break all these, you know, as a competitor. But I'm sick of losing. Like, uh, enough's enough. I'm tired of it. He became the all-time touchdown yeah. leader in Raiders history, John Gruden. He's done a heck, heck of a job for this football team. All we've been through with the, the virus and, and not having any off-season program and trying to break in two rookie receivers and then losing two rookie receivers and not having Trent and Richie and it's been tough on them. We played a great schedule, but I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't question one thing about Derek Carr. He is uh, giving you everything he's got, and um, he's performing pretty darn good. Arnie yeah, Spanier yeah. calls sure, John sure. Gruden a liar. Yeah. No, no, but you know what? I'll tell you what. I bet you Derek Carr goes further uh, toward the Super Bowl next year than the Raiders do. Um. Well, who's our quarterback? Well, I don't know who your quarterback is, but I know where he's going to end up. He'll end up with the Patriots. Okay. Uh, I think he's going to end up with the Raiders. All right. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, by the way, you do this every year. I mean, you, it's like you and Florio and, and everyone else. Huh? <laughs> John Gruden hates everybody. <laughs> Derek Carr will never take a snap in Vegas. Okay. Uh, when we come back, it's time for Arnie's picks. Too, yeah. <laughs> as we get ready for Big Ben Maller and a big week ahead, it's Arnie and Plank. On Fox Sports Radio, we got Arnie's picks before we get out of here. We got yep. Big Ben Maller coming up next. My man Bo Benson filling in tonight, even though his Sooners lost, his Lakers lost. Things looking good for the Dodgers, though, coming up. Uh, Bobo, hopefully we can have happier times next week with the Cowboys, hopefully. And uh, DeSager always killing it on updates. And thanks to all the great editors behind the scenes who brought us our Geico Play of the Day. We'll take you back to Sunday night football. Carson Wentz dropping down. Second down at 18. Wentz back again. He steps up. He is floating it. And it is caught by Fogum, who's in for a touchdown, I believe. Yes, Travis Fogum, of all people. Travis Fogum, get to know him. He just caught a touchdown, a 42-yard touchdown from Wentz. By the way, we talked a lot about the Eagles radio network last week and just their utter disdain for that punt in the tie game. A little happier this week for the Geico play of the day. Did you know that right now Geico is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policy? Uh, policies. That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Visit Geico.com to learn more. The Geico play of the day. Eagles beat the Niners 25-20. All right, stinking genius. Take it away. Time for your picks. Give me a little music. Put me in the mood. Let's get right at it. We go right to the NBA Finals because Laker fans not happy uh, and not a good performance by Anthony Davis and LeBron. They will make up for it the next game. Game four, Lakers, seven and a half point favorite. I'll lay the seven and a half. It's going to be a butt kicking 
Lakers win this one by a uh, 12 to 14. I'll lay the seven and a half, and I'm going to uh, take the over 217 to boot because I think it'll be a high scoring game. And you know what? Lakers win it four games to one over Miami to take the championship. By the way, don't forget we will have a World Series Dodgers Yankees. Stay tuned for that. That's coming up soon. Um, I'm taking Kansas City Chiefs minus 10 and a half over the Patriots. It went from seven to 10 and a half. That's like stealing. Uh, I could see this like 43 to 20. No way Patriots even going to come close to beating the Chiefs or even come close to 10 and a half. Give me the Chiefs in this one. And I'm all over my Green Bay Packers minus six and a half against the Falcons. So there you have my picks. Do with them as you please. No longer strictly for entertainment purposes only. Oh, uh, clap, 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 clap. Kind of uh, thought you might be diving into some more college football this week, but uh, you mean like Texas, Oklahoma? Yeah, sure. Why not? Go ahead. It's a two and a half point spread. I was kind of looking at that. Who's favored? Is Uh, Texas favored? Oklahoma. We're favored. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's rich. Texas comes off a loss to TCU. We've lost, uh, Oklahoma has lost games to uh, Iowa State and Kansas State. Kansas State is uh, not a very good football team, and OU's favored. That's just fantastic. Yeah, Oklahoma two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I, look, you'll probably lose and be grouchier sure. next week also, but I'm going to leave you alone on that one. Texas probably wins this one by by a touchdown. If you can name the Texas starting quarterback. Oh, Rattler. Uh, uh, Rattler, right? That's the oh, no, that's Oklahoma. That's Oklahoma's quarterback. <laughs> I thought you were telling me to name Oklahoma's quarterback. Uh, Sam Ellinger's. Yeah, yeah he, he's uh, been in school for 86 years, yeah. so you should get that one. Yeah. You know what I'm excited about? I'm excited to see if we get any news whatsoever about what the playoffs going to look like, the college football playoff from an expansion perspective. Not like I'm trying to do everything to get Oklahoma in. But now with, no, with Pac-12 starting, with the Big Ten getting ready to start here in a couple of weeks, Arnie, I mean, I just think it's going to be ridiculous to try to decide, oh, this these two SEC teams are better than this one Pac-12 team and it only played six or seven games. I hope they end up expanding it. And I, oh, I said say, they were. That was my opinion. Yeah, that was my pick there. Too. Um, I will say that I am so fascinated by how tomorrow night plays out because I am a big fan of the Monday Night Football doubleheaders. I just think they're awesome. Uh, but I would imagine that ESPN is going to be pretty, pretty hot whenever Patrick Mahomes is showing up against the Patriots on CBS to go up against your Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan showdown. And by the way, speaking of Matt Ryan, uh, my man Adam wins the award for the greatest tweet for a trade. The Falcons should tank, he writes, then trade Matty Ice for Dak and their first-round pick. Also, if we're going to talk about players wasting talent on bad teams, Terry McLaurin needs a trade from Washington. He's too good to waste any time there. (laughs) Just basically trade everyone, bring in a new team. Yes, I love it. Monday Night Football should be a blast tomorrow night. Arnie, have a great week, man. You too, my friend. You too. This should be a fun one. For Bobo, for Bo Benson, for Steve DeSager, for Arnie Spanier, I'm Chris Plank. Ben Maller coming up next on Fox. Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.